All right, welcome back to the I'm Your Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny. And- I'm sorry. It was loud. It was loud as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got to like, listen. I'm sorry. Listen, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, today, guys, we are back after our Sunday break, uh, and we're going to be talking about the new season of anime, or at least for me, the popular ones, uh, because I just spent a couple, not even a couple hours, but like, I don't know, maybe like two hours watching the like My Hero, Bleach, uh, Chainsaw Man. And those are the ones that I was really looking forward to in the month of October. I feel like this whole period of television right now is cracked between having Game of Thrones and I guess for some people Rings of Power. Uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing is going crazy on Netflix. Like there's a lot to watch right now. And there's other animes that I hear people talking about that they're really excited about as well. Mob Psycho. There's a, there's a lot of anime that came out. Yes. There's, I mean... A lot of anime that comes out every season, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things. Obviously, I haven't had a chance to watch them all yet, but there's some really cool looking things. There's uh, a couple comebacks that I'll mention a little bit later that were like you know really cool. The season's interesting with the uh, the comebacks, I'll say. Yes, I mean, one of them is a 10 year bleach, is 10 years hiatus, right? Like it stopped in 2012, it is now 2022, and we finally get the last arc. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. Where do you want to start? Um, well, I don't know. I guess we can just get right into just talking about uh random shit. I saw Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw every what's crazy is we talked about this before, but Chainsaw Man, I had thought the anime already came out like months ago. Because okay. uh we were just I remember we were talking about it. We were seeing stuff about Chainsaw Man everywhere. And it like got really popular. There was a lot of fan art online. Yeah. But then come to found out it wasn't coming out till later in the year. And now we're there. And so uh yeah, I watched episode one of Chainsaw Man. And I've been meaning to read the manga forever, but I just like never got around to it. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll just wait for the anime. So yep. that's where I'm at. So I've never read the manga, but I kept seeing. So you mentioned how you thought it came out earlier in the year, the anime, but I think what we and you were both seeing was probably just like manga stuff because it had been breaking records and doing all the typical things that every manga does these days, like Tokyo Revengers, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, they all break all these records for just a month. Like none of them hold the title over one piece for any long period of time. So y'all can relax. But like, Every month when a new hot thing happens, it'll be like, oh, Jujutsu Kaisen has outsold every other manga this month. And then people go crazy. Like, oh, it's the number one manga. It's like, yeah, for a month. Like, literally, I don't hear nobody talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. Well, the manga's probably not even running right now, but I don't hear anyone talking about that shit right now. I don't, you know, it's just, it's all cyclical. Like, it's all cyclical. So Chainsaw yeah, Man, yeah. Chainsaw Man is like the hotness that has been around 2022. And I was excited about this. I went in knowing absolutely nothing about it, except that it was just breaking records in Japan. And that's really yeah. it. Um, and I didn't really know going, about it either. And that it was going to be gory. Like, I knew it was going to be gory because they were saying that it was going to be uncensored. And it was a big deal online. Like, when people heard that who read the manga, they were saying, holy shit, did you hear the Chainsaw Man is going to be uncensored? And to me, I was like, I like all of my anime uncensored if it can be. You know, give give it to me as dark as it can be. Like, I don't I don't really need any censorship. Um, goosh, goosh. Goosh, goosh. I watched a comic got killed. And... Yeah, spoiler alert, but in the comic got killed, like, dot, 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 almost every character dies, including the main character. Like, pretty much everyone gets fucking slaughtered. And it's pretty brutal. Like, the deaths are very brutal. Uh, but it was censored. A lot of stuff was censored from the manga. And the manga, they have stuff in there that I don't care for. Some Game of Thrones level shit where, like, children and 
gross shit like like dogs eating. Wait, I never you read the I never read the manga. I did read the manga. I uh I remember I, you know I watched the anime and I was like that was fun, but I wasn't like I didn't feel an impulse to go read the me, manga. Me I was either, like, eh, that was only, fun. The only reason I even read the manga is one of my friends said, "Oh, you should read the manga because it's yeah. a bit different. Like things happen differently. Like the characters die in different orders. Um, they die kind of differently sometimes, and yeah, yeah. they're just like we straight like, up." There's straight up parts of it that are cut out blatantly. And yeah, I mean, to just like blatantly say it, there's a one arc where these two little girls are like sold to these old men and the old men have like they get off to having the girls eaten by dogs. Like it's really dark. Like it's really mm. fucking dark. So a comic got killed is really dark. So Chainsaw Man hearing about like it's not going to be censored and stuff like that and not knowing what it's really about outside of seeing the promotional art where I see a guy with an actual chainsaw for his head and arms. I was like, this, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, and the stuff that I like, this shit looks stupid to me. I'm gonna be honest. Like, seeing just a, just a promotional art of Chainsaw Man, because this is where we're gonna start. We're gonna start with this anime. So seeing the promotional art for Chainsaw Man for months, not knowing a single thing about it, and, like, having only that to go by, I was like, this looks terrible. Like, this looks like something, it looks like a meme, it looks like something I wouldn't really like. And... After watching episode one, I have a different opinion. Like, I, I was like, okay, I can get into this. Like, this is something that I feel like I can watch already. It has a very cliche storyline so far. Like, main character is destitute, straight up poor as hell. Like, poor as fuck. He is hella poor. I think the first scene is Hold him on. walking. Go ahead. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> I was like, damn. Because he's walking and he's, like, thinking to himself. And he, like... He, st- he sold his kidney yep. for some amount of money. He sold one of his eyeballs. He sold one of his balls. He says, he I sold-, sold one of my nuts. And I was like, yo, bro. <laughs> like, he sold all kinds of his organs and parts of his body. And then you find out that he's like a devil hunter and um, or yeah. demon hunter. I don't know what they call it. Well, devil um, was on the translation that I got. I watched everything on Hulu last night, which is so weird to me. That I watched, yeah, Hulu my, got everything. I watched my hero Chainsaw Man and Bleach on Hulu, and I just felt so weird for doing that. Dude, Hulu got the exclusive rights to Bleach. Uh, so you know, before this month, people still didn't know where Bleach was going to air. They were like, it yeah. was because I was trying to find out like where Bleach is going to air, Crunchyroll, Hulu, etc. Um, in that time period, all of a sudden. All of the episodes and the dubs of Bleach that were on Crunchyroll got taken down. So Crunchyroll lost all because Crunchyroll had all of Bleach on it yeah. in Japanese and English. Um, and then right before the new season came out, they took all of Bleach down. And then Hulu has this new season of Bleach, and I think they have all of Bleach. So basically, the point is Crunchyroll lost all of the rights to streaming Bleach, and Hulu has them. And that's Disney, even the old seasons. Disney owns Hulu, so you know Disney owns everything. It's just coming for all of our things. It's coming for everything that we hold dear, and there's really not much we can do about it. Um, the only company that could even step in and stop them is someone like Apple, because Apple's also entered the TV sphere. But Apple doesn't have their eye on the anime world or anything like that, so it'll be a while before they even are interested in like the idea of maybe starting their own or like acquiring the rights to DC. Like, imagine Apple's like, okay, we want to compete with Marvel and Disney. And the TV's here, so we're like, we're going to buy all of DC, and we're mm. going to, like, completely reboot everything. Because, honestly, DC needs a hard reboot. Like, the Flash movie still, it's still in production hell. I heard that the Ezra Miller guy is back on I mean, the Flash. Is he? I thought 
is is he not going to prison? Like I'm confused. Yeah, right. Like that's the thing, right? Like is he not going to prison? I mean, when you have a lot of money, you can make anything happen. But like, yeah, apparently he's not going to prison yet. So they said that this week it got announced like this week in the last seven days that Ezra Miller is they're going to continue with him as the lead actor as the flash for whatever movie he's doing so i was surprised about that because he's been walling for the last 365 like straight up yeah you gotta just recast them or something i I was i was surprised but apparently they're just like nope this is the flash we chose dc's just making more bad decisions in my opinion and uh yeah i have no hopes for this movie i already said that if it takes this long for it to come out it's just not going to be good like i i don't think we've ever waited for a movie to come out that's been in production hell like this and it was actually phenomenal it just that just doesn't happen it's it's going to be pretty shite in my opinion yeah i can't think of anything off the top of my head and the dc uh, movies have been pretty bad in general like they just haven't been good like the last wonder woman movie trash like the last like everything that they brought out the last i don't know everything but the new batman the new batman that came out with um robert pattison that was good that was actually really good but batman movies always are good these days like you can't, yeah. it's really hard to fuck up a Batman movie. So like, you don't really get anything by having a good Batman movie. Everyone knows his story. The other thing is the Batman movies aren't even like, they're not even part. It's weird. Cause they, they're not even really part of the DC right. movie continuity. They're just like, here's another random Batman movie. Yeah. Like that um, Batman, Robert Pattinson's Batman is not in the DC universe. Like he's not. Yeah. So when they do the, you know, anything with, it's going to be Ben Affleck playing Batman still for. Yeah. They have their shit all fucked up and fractured. Like they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's I don't weird. understand how they're doing, how they, how they are getting it so wrong when like the template is just there. It's yeah, like, here you go. Just copy and paste these movies and yeah. you'll do fine. And they're like, how do you do that? Yeah, it's pretty bad, and it's it's kind of what? embarrassing. And honestly, it's at this point where that's why I brought up Apple as like a company. Maybe it'll be Amazon, uh, but somebody's going to eventually acquire all of DC. Like DC is going to get bought. I just feel like they're doing such a shitty job in the in the cinematic universe sphere specifically. Like I know that they have good animated movies; they've always been good at that. But as far as just and this is crazy because like we're completely off topic right now. But I just feel like someone big, like a big corporation, needs to step in. Uh, buy them and then reboot everything like we're starting from scratch i'm getting all new writers and like directors and we're just going to see if we could put out some good content and make this interesting that it because i just feel like i feel like the reason why the marvel universe is so bad right now for people who don't know marvel is fucking terrible right now by the way i'm standing on that it has been awful all the shows are bad all like the, all the last couple movies are bad the thor movie was bad the fucking Doctor Strange movie was bad. Like the la- the last couple things, um, I'm probably like yeah, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of the like new stuff. And what like She Hulk, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Thor movie. And what you have uh, seen hasn't been like my like since honestly since yeah. Far From Home or No Way Home since No Way Home since No Way Home. I don't think there's been anything that's been like yeah like Hawkeye was fun, but it was yes. like. It was fun. Whatever. If you want to hear our take on it, like listen to that. Po- we did a podcast episode on it, but again, it's not something that I would voluntarily be like, I'm going to put Hawkeye on again. Like uh, yeah, nah. I would be quick to watch no way home. I could watch no way home tonight. If it wasn't going to take three hours. Yeah, yeah. Like I could, yeah. I could just watch no way home. I could watch no way home a lot. I could see Hawkeye being put on like around during Christmas, Christmas time yeah, in said, the background. You said, that, you said it in the podcast. Like I, yeah, I just like a background. You. I don't even remember saying that, but yeah, like a background noise. Type well, you're consistent. If nothing else, Kenny, so there you go. <laughs> no one will ever say you weren't consistent, but yeah, DC needs help. 
And uh, just to get back on topic, though, so yeah, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, <laughs> he was selling all his body parts in the very beginning, or he had already sold. Like he has an eye patch on, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is a this is a teenager. He has an eye patch on. He sold his eye. He sold a kidney. He sold a testicle. And apparently, after he sold all those things, he said how much money he got for each, and it was a lot, at least to me. Yeah. But I don't know. The My reaction was like, "What did he do wrong to get in that debt?" And then you then you find out that it wasn't his fault. So that's it's what just- I was going to say. You found out that he's in debt to be like you don't even know he's in debt when he's naming all the things he sold. I thought yeah. that this was some guy that just likes to sell. I thought he was had a weird <laughs> fetish with perhaps like selling parts of his body and getting. Do you remember? <laughs> not to go too far off topic again this is gonna be a quick no answer. this is good we can keep but, on doing it but uh spoilers for i don't even know what season one of the seasons of the boys but not real spoiler it's not really a big deal don't worry you're not it's anyway there's a guy who like can regrow limbs he's like a <laughs> chameleon boy or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah and so like he the way he makes money is like he lets people just cut off parts of his body yes and I then like that. they pay him and like it costs extra to cut off his dick or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> oh my god, and it hurts too. <laughs> like he that's what Fraser was thinking. <laughs> yes, I thought it. Was, I thought he was on some weird like I sell parts of my body, but I I kept saying to myself, well, they must grow back or something, right? Like there's no way that you're selling them and you know you're never going to have that body part again. But no, he's a normal human being who's selling his body parts and he has this crazy debt. And like Kenny was saying, his debt is not even his own; it was actually inherited from his father. So yeah, and then also like when you say inherit it, it almost sounds like it's official, like the IRS is on him. No, it's just the scumbag yakuza. Yes, he, there's a mobster who's blatantly telling him, like, "Listen, kid, your dad had a debt to pay, and if you don't pay it, and this was like later in the episode, and it was so fucked up. He was like, "If you don't pay it, we're going to chop you up, and I don't care how you get the money. If even if you have to whore yourself out and sell that little booty hole." Yeah, and at the at this time, because it's a flashback, it's showing he's like a kid when his dad dies. So he's eleven years old, and he's yes. like, I, he was like, even if you have to whore yourself out, like you come up with this much money by next month, or we chop you up. Yep, and, and when he said that, I was like, oh, okay, so this is what they probably mean with the because I think they never really censor blood and like killing and stuff like that in anime. I'm used to like that's normal in anime. That shit's a Naruto. Like yeah, you yeah, see yeah. Obito slaughter like twenty ninjas, no problem. And I mean skewer them with wood, no problem. Blood everywhere, people getting sliced up, heads cut off, all that stuff. Like that's a regular thing. So I was wondering, like, what what would what type of things would be censored? But when he said that line to him as a little boy, I was like, okay, that's something that they might change the wording of, right? Like if there yeah, was censorship, yeah. they would definitely change how he words that. Like I don't care what you do, and maybe that'll be in a ital- like it'll be italicized in the. Thing that just kind of say that like, I don't care how you get the money, but for him to blatantly say I don't care if you have to sell yourself, talking to a yeah. child, like that is a crazy thing to say. Like specifically say I don't care if you have to whore yourself out, which is what he said on my TV. Uh, I was like, damn, that's fucking harsh. And he's like, if you don't have it, we're going to chop you up. Yeah. So this this mobster's a scumbag, and something I got worried about in the episode is because there's a part in the episode where, um. He's like, oh, you know, he's uh, talking about the main character whose name I don't remember. Um, the mobster says, like, that guy's loyal. He'll do anything for money. And, like, he's reliable. And then so, like, the guy's driver is, like, making fun of him. Like, why do you even deal with this guy? He says that. And, like, the guy's driver says, like, hey, if you eat this cigarette, I'll give you, like, 10 bucks or whatever. And so he pretends to eat the cigarette, gets paid his 10 bucks, whatever. But there's a moment in the car where they almost try to make you. I, I felt like they almost planted the seed of, like. 
oh, this mobster might not actually be that bad of a guy. And right. 30 episodes down in the season, you'll realize, like, oh, he was doing you a favor. Right, and I was right. like, I swear to God, if they try to make this mobster a good guy, th- that it's going to be... Because, like, what he's done is irredeemable. Luckily, by the end of the episode, there's no redeeming him because he's dead. Yeah, the mobster turns out to be trash. But, so, I guess... Because we're just going to jump around this episode. Like, we only have this to go on. And I assume Ken and I know nothing else past this. Like, we're oh, just, yeah, that's, yeah. I only know episode one. So I don't really, please don't like tell us what goes on later on and all that stuff. Because I really don't care. I just want to watch it and enjoy yeah, it. We're just going to be talking about our prospects for this new anime season and like the episode ones. Yes. Um, and for my hero episode one and two, because both of them were, I watch both and, and Ken and I are both further than the show is in the anime. So we'll keep it anime only, but we do know more than what was shown so far in the anime for my hero. Uh, and for me, I know most of the bleach blood war arc cause I read most of the manga for that and then stopped, but I'm only going to talk about just like episode one and not blatantly say like, I know exactly where this is going because you know, for people who only watch the anime, like a lot of people, uh, I want to be respectful to you guys and not just tell you exactly what's, what's happening. Anyways, with Chainsaw Man, so he has this like little pet thing. This little doggy red thing is so cute. Oh my God, it's so cute. And it has a chainsaw in the middle of its head, like in the middle yeah. of its face. It's just like a blatant chainsaw coming out of it. And it's adorable. And he goes around, he kills what's called devils. So I love world building. Episode ones of anime are usually that type of thing, like world building. So when he approaches a devil, he doesn't react in any kind of specific way to it. It's just like, oh, here's the devil. So that tells me, okay, these are a normal thing in this world. Uh, maybe regular humans are probably afraid of them, but he seemed to be pretty normal about it. So he's a devil hunter or whatever. And he grabs the little dog uh, and he, you know, yanks the chain of it and the chainsaw starts. And then, you know, they go back and forth. But after a little quick sequence you see that he killed the thing and uh the mobster is like all right you get this much money for that kill and he starts deducting all of this shit out of it it's like management fee this admin fee another fee and that leaves you with after starting off with 340k you end up with 70k and then denji the main character is walking home and he's like damn only 70k after everything he's like okay well i have to pay this all, once all the bills are paid, we only have a thousand yen and that has to last yeah. us an entire month. And I was like, so right off the bat, okay, I get it. He's poor. He's destitute. He's living terribly, right? Like he's really poor. I can't express that enough. Um, when he said that the thousand has to stretch for the rest of the month, that didn't make sense to me immediately because I was like, why wouldn't you just go kill another thing? And at that point, like get more money. And that way you don't have to make a thousand. Like there's no way I'm eating bread. And just being like, all right, well, at least I made it through this next month. So like for the next 30 days, I'm just going to chill and eat this one slice of bread every day. Like that didn't, that just didn't make sense to me. And I don't know how, but I also don't know how many devils there are and if there's an abundance of them or whatever it is. Go ahead. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, why not just go hunt another devil? But my guess is that they're somewhat rare and hard to find. That's that's why you need like a, you know, a, a guy to like kind of find them and point and like like hire you for a job or whatever oh, but i did not realize i blew my nose like with my thing not yeah yeah you, sorry about yeah, that you blew, blew that nose real good everybody <laughs> heard that <laughs> shit baby well that's staying in the podcast i'm so sorry i thought i muted myself i literally looked at my mic i pressed the button and i did not press the right button so uh i apologize but um but yeah, but yeah so 
uh, yeah, we don't know how rare or how plentiful devils are. I guess if they were too much in supply, then they wouldn't go for a crazy price, right? So, like, if there's too many of them, it's like, well, these things are pretty common. Why would I pay you for it? So they probably are rare, but still, in 30 days, I just don't know why the game plan would be, I'm going to make a thousand yen stretch, which from what I understand, a thousand yen is not a lot of money at all. Yeah, uh, I think it's like a hundred bucks, I think. Yeah. And I spent a hundred bucks in the last three days on food, so there's no way... Like I would slice of bread a day, baby. I would make it. Okay. I would make it. I could make it. I'm not going to lie. Cause I grew up pretty poor. So I, I would, I couldn't make it. Like if I really, really needed to, I could, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, ramen noodles, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. the classics. Yeah. Like, you know, I grew up eating all that stuff, like hot dogs, you know, I could make it work, but I would, I would hate it. Like I would fucking hate it. I've been eating steak 48 and Del Frisco's and roof Chris and like Maggiano's for the last couple of weeks. Like that's just honestly for the last couple of years has been how many. <laughs> we gotta do it, yo. We gotta have like a a poor month. Yeah, I eat. mean I could I could honestly if somebody gave me a challenge, like make this hundred stretch as far as food goes, only food. Make this hundred stretch. Anything that you put in your body as far as food goes, food and drink, this hundred has to do all of it. I I think I think I could take that challenge. Even though right now I take that like, challenge now. Even though right now is like the worst time to do it because shit is so fucking expensive, bro. I, on the way home, I stopped at Primos to get a hoagie. Yeah, and because I was like, I'm gonna get a hoagie, and I have this weird thing where I like my hoagies to kind of sit with everything on them. Like I get everything on it: oil, mayo, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, hot pepper, sweet peppers. I get all the shit on it, right? But then I don't like. And then what do you do? So hold on, Kenny. We're gonna. Get there. <laughs> and then what do you do? This asshole? Is how, when you when your friends know you for a while, they know you have these weird quirks. So I have some weird quirks, but one of the things I've recently learned to do in the last like over the pandemic, so the last two years, I started doing this thing where I would buy a hoagie, but I wouldn't eat it. And a hoagie, for people who don't know, it's just a sandwich on a long roll. Uh, so I would buy it and I'll put it in a fridge and I would just let it sit. And I like to let it sit for a couple hours, if not for a whole day, because I like. All of the like seasoning and like the taste of all the lettuce, tomatoes, onions, pickles, hot peppers, and all that stuff like soak into the meat and the bread and all that. I like it to just get like the flavor of it. But then when I actually eat the sandwich, I take all that shit off. Like I don't eat any of it. I don't want a salad on my food at all. So I take off the lettuce, tomatoes, onions, hot peppers, sweet peppers, pickles, everything. When I eat my hoagies, there's literally just turkey, cheese, mayo. And that's it. Like, there's nothing oh, else on it. Uh, I remember, I like I'll never fucking else. forget. Around probably the first summer or second summer, we were hanging out. And, you know, we were going to Wawa, getting food. And the one day, we're, like, sitting up at the table, eating. <laughs> and then, like, you order this hoagie with all this shit on it. And then I watch you sit at the table and take all of it off. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you were like, I like the way it tastes, but I don't like it. I was like, What? Yep. What does that mean? That's me. <laughs> that Just is, took all that shit off the hoagie that and ate a, bread, ate a fucking bread with some meat on it. Listen, <laughs> it tastes delicious to me that way. I have my quirks. I Okay, so the reason why I do that for people who are like interested in why I'm so fucking weird. It's really just because I have a texture problem. And for whatever reason, when I was really young, I never liked the idea of biting into a sandwich and then having something crunchy and kind of like slimy or like soft at the same time. So the texture of pickles, the texture of tomatoes, the texture of onions, biting into them and the way it's so different from the the meat and the bread, it sounds fucking, so good. It triggers me. It is actually triggering. And honestly, I it is borderline a phobia. Like if you tried to force that on me, 
it would cause me actual like pain to try to do that. I can't like I can't do it. In fact, thinking about it right oh. now is making me cringe. It's <laughs> like the, the thought of biting into a sandwich that has like all of these vegetables on it or whatever, it does not sit well with me. So I've never liked the idea of all of those things on my sandwiches, but I like the taste of them. Like I like the taste of lettuce, tomatoes, onions, pickles, hot peppers, and all. I like the taste. I just don't like to actually bite into them and have the crunch in my mouth. Wild. It's it's too much. I'm weird. But yes. Oh, we know. Denji Denji's dirt poor, and he's like, yeah, we're going to make this $100 stretch, and I'm like, I don't understand, but sure. And then they do like a flashback at some point where they show you how he even got his devil. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. was it... He got injured, right? Like, he was... Or he was about to... Not not Denji, but he... The little... Yeah, the devil... The the devil basically, the devil had like a hole in it. Like, I don't know if it got shot or something. Devil was injured, and then Denji, you know... It was like right after his dad died. His dad he said himself. he was just going to let himself die at that point. Yeah. He accrued all this debt. All this shit happened. And he's sitting there. And then he sees the, the little devil. And then he offers it his blood. And the devil heals because it drank human blood. And then yep. they became friends. So they gave us. So as far as world building goes, they gave us the fact that devils heal by drinking human blood. And then later on, you find out that like devils also have this other thing where they can possess a human. And so, again, this is all set up, which I love. Like, now I'm understanding, okay, this is how things work. A devil can possess a human. Uh, if a devil drinks a human's blood, they can regenerate. So these are just, like, little things to just keep in the back of my mind at all times while watching this. And it's also setting up for why he's going to get gravely injured and be able to recover. Uh, you know, I, I'm also wondering, I, and I'm hoping that it's just not the case, but in almost every shonen, uh, I, I guess this is a shonen, in almost every shonen, um, you have this thing where the main character has some kind of demon or devil, and it tends to end up being the strongest one there is, or like one of the strongest ones that there possibly could ever be. So Black Clover, uh, Naruto with the QB, Ichigo with the Vasta Lorde Hollow, uh, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen with him having Sukuna, literally the strongest demon or devil or whatever, curse. Um Demon Slayer, I'm certain that there's something in fucking Tanjiro or Tanjiro is something. Like, there's no way he's not. He After that shit, he did the Daki in the last season. I, I 100% think that Tanjiro is not just human. There's no fucking way. Um, and the list goes on. Like, the same thing with Yu Hakusho. Like, the list goes on. There's only, there's very few where the main character just is not the strongest demon or devil that ever existed or doesn't have it inside of him. And they're like, One Piece, like, Luffy is just Luffy. Uh... And I think there's like very few others, but yes, that's like a common trope in shonens. I'm very used to it, but it's very tired. It's very cliche. So him being like merged with a chainsaw at by the end of this episode, I'm just hoping that it doesn't come out later that somehow, some way, his merge or that little fucking poochie cut thing that he has, the the little doggy chainsaw thing. I'm hoping that it's not like some absurd S class demon. <clears throat> that just once it bonds with a human, it makes the human one of the most powerful creatures in existence, or some nonsense like that. Like, yeah, just for the sake of being different. Like, just don't make him the strongest, just because. Yeah, and overall, I'm interested in where it'll go. That last scene was cool, uh, where he became a chainsaw man and like killed everybody. Episode one was cool. I'm interested to see where it goes, but at the moment, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, at the moment, I and. It's episode one, but look, I can't see its greatness yet, but I'm sure same. it's great. You know what I mean? So, like, or it might be like, you know what I mean? Yep. I don't, there's nothing about it that's remarkable yet. 
at all. Like it's just it is it's just fine. It's episode one. Right. And I liked it. Like I, I watched it and I was entertained for the full twenty two minutes. I was entertained for Same. the full twenty two minutes. But you know, it's episode one. I don't expect to be too blown away. Uh and I wasn't blown away. But I there are things that I like and I want to talk about this with each of these anime that we're gonna talk about. I do have like a in my head list of stuff that just like to check off because anime has gotten so much better in the last couple of years. And I'm really excited about that. Like they've stepped the game up a lot. So animation chainsaw man looks good in particular when he became chainsaw man and the actual buzz saws on his arms and face started to move the animation and the sound design, the sound editing on that particular part is dope. Like I was very impressed with the actual visual of how you see the bus saws going around really rapidly and the vibration of it. It looks clean as hell. Like the animation. Yeah, they're pretty dope. Chainsaws in general are just cool. Like the the noise they make and everything. Because when you're watching it, right, there's almost a part of you or me, right? I remember thinking to myself, like, in some instances, it would just be more effective if instead of chainsaws, they were swords. Because, like, yeah. chainsaws can, like, jam or whatever, and he's just, like, slashing them through, right? Right. But that doesn't matter, because, <laughs> yeah. like, chainsaws are just cool. I mean, swords are cool, too, right? Yeah. The fact that chainsaws go, like, the fact that they make, like, a motor noise. Yeah, the sound of them is amazing. Like, that shit's sick. And so, you know, fuck it. And, like, the blood splattering everywhere. Yes, yeah, so know, it's, it's very gory, and I really appreciate it. You know, there was an action sequence at the end where he just snaps out a bunch of zombies trying to pile on top of him. He kills them all uh, in a gory fashion. And then there's parts where, like, the big zombie demon thing slaps him around a couple times, knocks him up against really hard structures that a human would not possibly be able to survive. But, of course, he's resilient now. He's a devil. And uh, he's able to just, like, saw through it. And it's cool. Like, But, again... In particular, this the animation for Chainsaw Man, like the entire episode, is exactly what I expect for 2022 animes. Like all of them just look good now. It is just the standard for 2022 animes. And honestly, since the pandemic started, because I really feel like Demon Slayer was one of the first that really took it there and is still like the best one as far as animation. Uh, but everything has been like we can't afford to just cheapen out anymore. Like everybody's bringing their A game when it comes to how well things look and this shit looks good and it sounds good. And I bet for people who read the manga, because you've never got to hear like, you know, for as great as the manga may be for the people who love it. Now you get to actually hear those chainsaws. And I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be in most of the episodes yeah. that as soon as I heard, cause I turned my TV up loud to watch anime last night. I watched all three of them and my volume was on 60 out of hundred. And I have a crazy Sono soundbar. It was like, Real expensive, I paid for it. I just wanted really good audio in general for like everything that I watch. So I turned the volume up loudly and I really loved the way it sounded when uh, the chain started just buzzing around. It, it was really nice. Really, really nice. You mentioned that it just goes for manga and anime in general. That's it's an interesting dilemma, especially when you read a lot of manga and you notice it is like the thing with manga is so, so many times the art in the manga is so much better. What I mean by that is, like, you know, obviously the anime has animation and everything's in movement. But if you sometimes if you look at a manga panel, like for I'll say Black Clover, for example, I just like reread all of Black Clover. Yeah. Um, the individual panels you'll see will look so sick and clean. And then like that same moment in the anime in animation would look cool. But like some of those still moments, like the art's just like not as clean. Yeah. And so that's one of those interesting push and pulls where. 
like for example, I've never read Chainsaw Man, but I can imagine because I've seen some like uh, images, the art and some of the panels in the manga probably look awesome, right? And this anime looks awesome too, but I'm talking about like specific moments. But anyway, the other side of it is like uh, getting the seat in motion and getting to hear the sound effects and the sounds of the characters' voices, like mm-hmm. all that shit is. So good. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. It's a weird push and pull sometimes. So, like, I can think of some manga where it's like, man, I love the way it looks in the manga so much more, but then what the anime offers is like really good in this other way. So I can concur with that, especially when it comes to One Piece, and especially One Piece earlier episodes, not so much the latest stuff, because One Piece looks good now. But early One Piece, uh, let's go to like Sky PA, one of my favorite arcs in the manga anyway. I didn't watch the anime for that. But in the manga, it's one of my favorite arcs. Apparently, people didn't like the anime version of it, but I guess it's because, like, you know, reasons. In the it's manga, because of padding and filler. Yeah. It's, all, it's always padding and filler's fault. Yep. Okay, so in the manga, when Luffy does the last punch, I call it, like, the gold... <sighs> that last punch in the manga, it's, it's two panels. Like, it, it, it gets, like, a full, a full two pages that the punch goes across the screen. In the manga, it is one of the most beautiful well-drawn things i've ever seen in all of manga like it's one of the reasons why i love one piece it's just like stuff like that like oda goes so hard when he punches uh enel for the last time it's like his last punch to enel the way his fist is like twirled up real tight and like the gold bell the way it just looks nuts for people who know what i'm talking about if you know you know for people who don't google luffy punches enel I'm sure it'll come right up. It is so beautiful. The panel is so fucking nice. Like you can just tell that Oda spent a lot of time on that particular drawing. It's really good. Kenny knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. And it doesn't look as good in the anime period. Like it looks fine for what it is. Cause this, it's, this is also old. This is early one piece. Technically like this is pretty early on. So like, I mean like literally over 10 years ago. So yeah. Probably longer than that, like probably fifteen years. Like it's long. It's this is yeah, long time. It's, it's even. It's definitely more than ten years. Yes. So it's this is very old. Like now we're in twenty twenty two, right? So anything, but anything twenty ten or younger is like old. Uh, and yeah, it just the manga blatantly looks better than the anime. Like when you know it just does. So I I get what you mean. And what's happening now is we're in a unique world where honestly the animes animation these days have gotten so good that it's not always the case. Mm. Like, I'm sure that Demon Slayer's manga looks decent. Like, I'm sure it looks, I'm sure it looks good. I yeah, know yeah. for a fact, though, that that shit does not compete with the color. Yeah. That, some, yeah, it, some anime go hard, man. Some of them, some of them really go nuts. It's it's like, it's not always the case, right? But it's just, yeah, but some of them are insane. Some of them are just, but so I think cool. Attack on Titan is a good example. Attack on Titan, in most instances, oh, the anime just looks a lot better than the manga. Yeah, I can't deal with the sketch. It's like, Attack on Titan is like sketched. I, I don't know what yeah. to call that kind of art style, but it looks like it's not cleaned up. Like, I know every artist, or not every artist, but a lot of artists, they do like, you know, they sketches, right? So there's like, you see the pencil shading over and over and over again in one spot. Attack on Titan doesn't clean that up really. It's just kind of like that's what that's the final product. And so some people they might really like that rustic look to it. Uh it's not really for me. And it's one of the reasons why when I was reading it way back in 2013, when the anime first aired, I was reading the manga. It's one of the reasons why I just stopped. Not only because it was like a one-month thing, and I just don't do well with one month anime uh one-month mangas. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Eventually, I always just completely stop with any manga that's one month at a time. And 
I don't, I'm, I don't know. Maybe my brain just can't like deal with the fact that you only get this one month. And I never, for some reason, I never know what day of the month it comes out. I'm always just like, did it come out yet? Uh, so I, yeah. ne- I never keep up with it. What I usually do is, is what Kenny also does. I think I like won't read it for six months and then I'll just read six chapters. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then be like, all right, I'm caught up on this now. But like on the reading it every month consistently, like I would back in the day with Bleach, Naruto, and stuff like that. I just can't do it with the one month things. But Not yeah, manga, uh, manga and anime, they're definitely two different mediums. And you know, a cool thing about manga is that you can put your own sound to the scenes, and you know, and it could be different from what ends up being the adaptation. Uh, like for example, when Luffy goes gear fourth. I didn't know that it was going to sound like that. And when I saw Yo, the anime for it, when I saw it in the anime, I was like, I love the sound design on that. Yes. So it's really cool because it was already amazing in the manga. Like the panels where he goes gear forth in the manga are wild. Like again, the art Oda goes crazy for the first appearance of gear forth. Honestly, all the gears, when they first show up, he goes crazy on those panels, but in particular, like gear forth, the panel where he first shows Luffy as a ba- like bounce man, crazy. Like it just looks fucking crazy. And then when you actually see it in anime form, it's like, wow, this is amazing. And Dress Rose is like pretty well animated and everything too. So yeah, it's it's more in the later end of uh, yeah. One Piece, which is crazy though because as good as Dress Rose looks, One Piece stepped it up again since then. Like Dress Rose yeah, yeah. does not look like like current One Piece anime right now looks fucking insane. It looks a lot better than Dressrosa, and that's not to say Dressrosa looks bad. That's that's the thing. Like I'm trying to make that point is that Dressrosa does not look bad, but now One Piece is on some other shit. Like One Piece anime looks so good now. I, again, watching the Kaido, Big Mom, Luffy, like all of that stuff, I was like, wow, this shit looks crazy. Like somebody dubbed Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> they dubbed the Dragon Ball Super like Tournament of Power song over luffy fighting like yeah it was, it was crazy it's yeah, yeah. really good it's really really good That's some awesome shit to get back to the thing i want to make a quick mention of just a shout out to all of the like the anime that kind of made a return in this season it, it's a weird thing i don't know what it was but there's a lot of anime in this season that are returning so um as an example like some of the less exciting ones in terms of like less surprising you have like my hero academia which um, you know, it's just the seasonal anime it's co- coming back. And then you've got something like Mob Psycho 100, which this is season three. And so it getting, and it hasn't been that long since season two, but I think it has been like a year, maybe two years since season two. Mm. Um, I haven't actually seen season two yet, so I didn't watch season three yet. Okay, so we're in the same boat. I did not see season two of Mob Psycho because I'll be honest, I wasn't like a big fan of season one. Um it's just not, I don't think it's my kind of anime, which is interesting because it's the same creator as One Punch Man. And I love yeah, One yeah. Punch Man. Like, I love, I'm actually waiting, and, and it got announced, I'm waiting for One Punch Man season three to come out because I love One Punch Man both seasons so fucking much. But yeah, yes. I love One Punch Man a lot. I enjoyed Mob Psycho 100 season one. I just never got around to watching season two, but I'm going to watch it and then uh, I'll, you know, I'll check out season three. But, you know, that's back. Um, and then there's actually, um, I always forget how to say the name. There is an anime. It's a very old, like classic, uh, Urusei Yatsura. It's a really old anime. If you guys have ever seen, it's a, it's like a girl with blue hair and she has like these little horns on her head and she wears like a, a tiger print bikini, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a really old classic anime. So a 2022 version of that, um, just came out, I think. 
uh, or yeah, I think a 2022 version of that just came out. As you know, Bleach, which we're going to talk a lot about Bleach, um, and then another anime returning, which I believe has been gone for a decade, a classic, something people have been clamoring for to, re- to return, Icky Tosin. So, <laughs> oh my God. In all seriousness, uh, if you don't know what Icky Tosin is, it's just like another action anime, but it has titties. It's just that it's a titty action anime. But I saw that. <laughs> Not a titty Ikitosin, action anime. It's a titty action anime. That's what it is. But I saw that this season, Ikitosin came back, which, like, not what I was looking for, but I just thought that was kind of cool that, like, Bleach and Ikitosin and, like, Mob Psycho 100 and that really old anime, Yurosei. Yeah. It was just cool. It seemed like there was a lot of, like, random things coming back at around the same time. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. The resurgence. I like this type of stuff. I like when there's a fan base for all of that. And I'm sure that when we get much older, we will like when things start happening, like I didn't grow up on those anime. So, you know, even though they came back, it's not as exciting for me, but I respect the fact that like, that's cool as shit for people who are really yeah. into them and grew up on the people who are probably 10 years older than us. Right. So I'm, I, I've been watching the Ikitosin comeback and, uh, I will say if anybody's ever seen it, the main character is this girl named Son Saku Hakufu. I think her name is something like that. Okay. Um, if I've never seen like an interview with a creator or anything, but I hope somebody at some point asked him, Hey, is this character just blatantly Goku? Cause she is inspired by Goku, not in terms of powers, the way she acts, like she's just a female Goku and uh, it makes her kind of endearing and it's enjoyable to watch. So yeah, I'm happy to see that return. It was a fun, it's a fun watch. Yeah. I, uh, I, I am happy about it because I see people on my timeline happy about it. And the way I've been carrying my, this is just like a life thing that I've been doing this past year. Uh, when I'm scrolling on social media and somebody's excited about something that's happening in their life, I just like it. Yeah, yeah. It's something new that I've been doing. I usually, you know, I scroll and if it doesn't pertain to me or something of my interest, I just keep scrolling. Lately, I've been like, I don't know why. Maybe just I'm getting older and I just want people to be happy because I genuinely, mm-hmm. I guess I say it on this podcast all the time, like do what makes you happy. People will post things that literally don't mean anything to me at all, right? Like it, it means nothing. Like somebody will be like, oh, I got like, promoted at my job like that has nothing to do with me or it'll be like you know it's my boyfriend's birthday and again nothing to do with me or like i just bought a ps5 or something like anything it's like whatever they're happy about like they they packed a starlight rare out of their pack and they're like oh i'm so happy i got this this is the one i wanted like it was literally the only starlight rare i've ever won and i actually packed like stuff like that and like yeah those statuses typically garner likes anyway because like it's something that other people find interesting but i've just been doing that on things that even i don't care about like oh the cowboys won like I literally don't give a fuck. Like I, it yeah, has yeah, nothing yeah. To do. People are so happy about the Eagles being undefeated right now. I also don't give a fuck. But like I like those statuses now because I just like anything that makes other people happy. It just makes me kind of happy too. Like a little yeah, inkling of me is like I'm happy that this person is. If you're happy about it, I'm happy for you. And that's kind of how yeah, that's I'm a, feeling. That's a form of maturity. It's a form of empathy. Yeah, I feel that, dude. I had. <laughs> No, what's happening? because this isn't like this is not the same thing but to me it is the same thing i recently had a very similar moment right mm-hmm. uh i think of it as like empathy i was coming home i went to the store and i got something to eat right so i'm walking back i got my food in my hand and there's like this guy there's like a dad on his lawn with like his daughter his daughter's like in a stroller right and i'm not paying him any mind i'm just walking and i kind of have my head down and then i hear him drop something 
and I don't like look or anything, but I hear him drop something and he goes, fuck. And I just hear him say fuck. And I continue walking. I don't even look to see what happened, but I smile and I go, I'm that guy. Like, I get it. Like the way he said fuck, I understood who he was as a person. Like I've been there. I like it's a specific fuck and I understood it. I had empathy for it. And it's like in that moment, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know what his beliefs are, but I guarantee <laughs> that there's a nugget of wisdom. Me and him could be friends. Oh we God. understand each other on a level. That fuck, that was a that was a human fuck. <laughs> oh my God. Well, all right. We would we would get along. Well, I uh I I agree in a way. <laughs> As weird as that is, but yes, I've heard people say things that I'm like, that's me. That's yeah. just, that's that's also me. Like I'm that I am also that guy. So I, I get what you mean in a way. And maybe it wasn't the word fuck that did it for me, but you know, you're you. So you're, <laughs> and it makes you happy. So you know, like I said, it gives me an inkling of happiness too. Uh but yes. So, you know, this episode we're all over the place, just ranting, but that's kind of the I'm their podcast at this point anyway. You guys know where we are. And I guess we could move on to the next big thing, which was uh bleach. You want to do Bleach? So wait, you the main things you watched were Bleach, Chainsaw, and My Hero, right? That's correct. So I kind of like, you want I want to do Hero? Bleach last. Okay, that's fine. Because Bleach Bleach was like my favorite. All right, well, out of the all three. right well, before we move on, let me actually just give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. I'll just use this time to segue into that. It's like a mini break. Uh, so there are 40 of you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. Also, for people who don't know, and if you're listening to this episode... Patreon used to charge you on the first of the month, no matter when you joined. So literally, if you joined on the last day of the month, it would charge you that day. And then it would charge you again on the first. It's wild. I never liked that about it. And what it would do is it would basically incentivize people to not join Patreon and subscribe to people that they like until a new month starts. Now they offered an option to our like to, to the creators. So people like us, they offered an option where anyone joining our Patreon will get billed that day, and then it will be billed a month from whatever their join date was. And we're allowed to toggle it on or off, but once, well, we're allowed to toggle it on. And once it's on, it's on forever. I actually took the liberty to toggle it on because honestly, it helps you guys out who want, like, I don't want anyone to join, let's say today, uh, when we're recording this, it is October 12th. And if somebody were to join today, they would get the next 18 or 19 days of October, right? They already paid for that, but then they would pay again on November 1st. So like the first 12 days of October that they were not a patron is just kind of a wash. And it's pretty stupid. I feel like all subscriptions should just be like, I pay on this day and my recurring billing date should just be that day every month. And like it's 2022 yeah. and that technology has existed for a long time and there's no reason why we couldn't have it. So I'm glad that like we toggle that on. So if you were to join our Patreon today, you would not be charged again until you're you're a month from when you joined every month. Uh, so yeah, that's just like a thing that honestly makes me a lot happier with Patreon, and I don't feel awkward when somebody. Some people join, and it's like the last five days of the month, and I always feel bad. I'm like, man, that person's gonna get charged, and they're gonna charge again. And if that happened to me personally, I would just feel like what? The, like I would be confused because especially if you don't know, I don't know if Patreon tells you before you join or whatever, but like I would just be confused when I see another charge come up on my phone. Cause I get every single thing charged to my credit card comes up on my phone screen. I'll be confused. Like wait, what the fuck? Like, is this fraud? Like I, I wouldn't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now it's in a much more modern style of billing. So anyways, again, thank you for the 40 people who are on our Patreon. A lot of you have been on it for 
more than one month. And so we really appreciate all of you guys. And we give a shout out to you guys. Even, even though like it says the shout out start with our $10 patrons or whatever, we give it to literally everyone because we just appreciate everyone so much, especially because we're still a very young podcast. It's a year old where we just crossed a hundred episodes. Uh, shout out to us on that. But yeah, but yeah, we're over a hundred episodes. I think this is like 104 that we're recording right now. And yeah, people look for this podcast every week, and I really, really appreciate that. And the people who go hard and they want to hear the extra episodes that we put only oh on Patreon. That just reminded me. I don't know if he's a patron or not, but Frazier, do you know? And if and if you don't know, he might get sad. Do you know a Yu-Gi-Oh player named Matt Putman? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, dude. So. For those of you that do, don't know, last weekend I was at my sister's wedding, okay? I'm at my sister's wedding, and I'm, I go up to the bar to, like, get a drink. And somebody walks up to me, and I don't recognize him, and he goes, hey, what's up, Kenny? And I was like, hey. And now, mind you, I'm at my sister's wedding. There's a bunch of people there yes. who I know but don't know. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what's up? And he immediately, before I get a chance to say, like, I don't remember your name, or before I get a chance to pretend like I remember him, because I did that I did that a lot of times, too. Somebody goes, hey, and I go, hey, it's been so long, and I, I don't know who they are. Oh, my fucking goodness. <laughs> I did that a bunch. But anyway, he goes, you don't know me, but I know you. And I was like... Oh, at least he oh. said that. Yeah, he straight up, and then, anyway, he was like, um, yeah, like, I listened to the I Am Nerd podcast, like, you and Frazier blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that was like, that's fucking awesome. I was like, that's so crazy. And then I was like talking to him and I was like, what's your name? And then he said his full name. I was like, oh, and like, I recognized his name, the yes. sound of his name. And I was like, oh shit. Like, I do know that name. And so anyway, um, you know, shout out to, to Putman. He was at my sister's wedding. That shit was fucking yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah. I know Putman. He was actually playing AU Edison format for a little while he he hasn't been there in like i want to say like two or three months now but he was playing for a while him dimitri and who's also a like they're on patreon him dimitri and will um william shapiro they were all on patreon at one point but they would show yeah, up yeah they would show up to the local to play edison format and that was really fun like that was when edison format was at its peak it was the summertime right so a lot of people didn't have as much Stuff to do, you know, more lax, so people were more inclined to play. And uh yeah, I fuck with Putman. Like I, you know, he's one of the players that was around when I was growing up. And I'm you know, obviously older than him and everything, but yeah, he was around his little posse. And yeah, I uh I think the last time I played him, I think he beat me too. I'm not I'm not sure, but I feel like he did. So I owe him an asshole thing too. You owe him one, man. I owe him one, yeah. Like I'm up lifetime, but he beat me the last time, so yeah yeah but yeah shout out to the people over at our patreon without further ado i'm going to give you guys a quick one so we got connie austin leon quest garen xavier hylian tcg automotive dimitri barnes alexander Brissett, vinnie casello uh giovanni avalos i always wonder if i'm saying this name right because i say avalos i say avalos i don't know if i'm saying this shit right so i'm so sorry if i'm not but shout out to you giovanni uh, we also have Andre Reynolds, CJ, Dub K Dad One, Saul at Dabras Gaming Cafe in Georgia. Also, Dank Ritual. Check them out, dankritual.com. If you're looking for some really soft spell ground like mats, they're really fucking nice. Uh, Dan Verabel, Dennis Milburn. Shout out to Dennis, my photographer. Uh, we collab on stuff if you ever look at my Instagram. Joseph Marcello, First to Home, Dalis Fernaris, S. Akuma, Mitchell Naus, Midwest Gaming. Shout out to Joe Dietrich. Um, William Shapiro, Dimitri Sephiris, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, shout out to Dallas, one of my uh, 
early fashionista friends back in the day right. when I used to travel all the events. Me and Dallas would hang out. I miss you, dog. So, you know, it's been a while. Roz Weiss, shout out to you. Nick Stango, Kenny's little cousin. Scott Polera, Hansel, our two-time national champion. Vincent Zen, I saw you sent a listener letter on the Life Advice episode. Going to definitely get to that too at some point. Sarah Maria, my girl, always coming out, hanging with me at the Reading Terminal at Philly Regionals. Uh, Sunny Top Cut Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa, Jalen Haskins, shout out to Jalen. Arale Melfi Slump, that is still just like the best name. And Dominic Couch, I think our last Don't sleep guess, on the couch. Don't sleep on the fucking couch. The, some of the best storytelling I've had on here. I'm really happy uh, to just hear and see the progression that Dom has made, especially like weight loss journey and stuff like that. And just his progression as a player, one of the best players in the world, easily un- uncontested, like top five, probably top three in the world. Really, really good guy. Um, and I'm rooting for him to win again. So yeah, those are the 40 people who are supporting us right now. And if you want to join, if you want access to exclusive content, if you want access to our discord server and other perks that we have on our Patreon, check it out. Uh, I'm recently been thinking about ways that we can even improve our Patreon, but yeah. I think, I think uh, in overall, like we, we do a pretty good job releasing an exclusive episode every single month for you guys. And you know, the last two months or last couple months, actually people have like voted on them from our discord server for people. So if you're interested in that type of thing, check us out again. I'm their podcast on patreon.com. Hell right, yeah. Let's go over to my hero academia. So I watched the beginning of season six and coming right off of the My Villain Academia arc, which is one of the best arcs, in my opinion, I love villains in general. My favorite Marvel movie ever is Infinity War. I think it is the best Marvel movie. Uh, and the reason why I think it's the best is because it's really a villain movie. Like, it's really following Thanos as he goes through and solos the entire verse in a day and then basically wins. Like, it's a 24-hour period, right? Like, it, it might cross, like... A day, like it might go from May 16th to May 17th, but he does everything in a 24 hour period. And it's really impressive. And then at the end, the heroes lose. I love shit like that. So, My Villain Academia to me is some of the best manga I've ever seen. So, when I read it, I was like extremely happy. I actually read it last year when I was sick uh, in the hospital. And that, like, it was, I was messaging Kenny and like my, my friend Kenny and that. stuff. And I was saying, like, yo, this is some of the absolute best manga. I've, like, I'm pretty sure I said that, like, verbatim. This is some of the best manga I've ever read. Like, not, that arc is amazing. Not like the best or anything. It's not One Piece, but it is still the way the tension was every chapter to chapter, the storytelling, everything. I love my villain academia. Um, and because it was a manga, it was very uncut. It's very raw. It's very dark. The stuff that happens. So I really, really liked that whole arc. And then this arc where they storm the hospital, where basically the doctor who's been assisting all for one this entire time, this arc is so fire to me as well. Like this is where it really is like some of the best manga ever. And so yeah, now see I'm not, animate it. I'm like scared. Yeah. I'm not going to say there's, there's like a lot that I, I have to hold my back from saying. Cause like we, there's we some stuff there's, yeah, there's some stuff that get blended together where it's like, I don't know if it's been shown or not yet, but uh, in general, this arc is awesome. Them storming the hospital. The, something I love about my hero in general is that like shit, shit happens like it doesn't wait too long to happen and so that might sound odd coming from me who's complained a lot about certain anime like demon slayer or black clover where they're pacing sometimes too fast the thing i like about my hero is that the pacing's fast shit gets to the next thing but there are like downtime arcs yeah um where and a lot of those arcs are the arcs that people like the least um they're not my favorite arcs either however 
I do really like that they're there because they provide much needed downtime and much needed time for development of the characters. And then we get into the explosive shit. That said, this arc starts and it's Yo, in. It's fucking bro, in. <laughs> there's no buildup. It's right after the last arc ended and it's straight to it. Episode, yeah, episode one is action from the gate. And something else that I like about my hero, we're going to do, and I, we've been saying this so often. So it's, 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 it's coming, I promise. It, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Before October's over, we're going to do a My Hero exclusive episode. So I'm not going to talk about all the past seasons in this particular yeah, yeah. podcast episode. We're just going to talk about these first two episodes. But one of the things I love about My Hero, and it really showcased it in these first two episodes of season six, it doesn't need the main character to be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In it's fact, awesome. In fact, these two episodes, Deku has like one line. Yeah, he's not really in it. And that's something that that's something I very much appreciate it about any, I'm going to specifically talk about anime and manga because that's the, the medium outside of video games that I consume the most. I watch movies and TV shows, but I'm not as into them as I am anime and manga. Uh, but a sort of, um, I would say a hallmark and it, your, your series doesn't need this, but it is nice when it has it. But a hallmark of your series, a testament to your series and a testament to you as a writer is when you're confident that you can take away the main characters and the series is still good. Yes. It still stands on its own. As an example, um, there's an arc of One Piece where you know Luffy's still in it all the time. But other than Luffy, the rest of the main cast is gone for like hundreds of chapters. Yeah. It's like the rest of the main cast isn't there. And it's a testament to how strong the writing is in One Piece that taking away all these characters that people love that rank top 10 in the, in the user polls every single month, taking them out for like an extended period of time. And it's still being really good is really impressive. Yeah, My Hero Academia that's years, by the way, hundred chapters yeah. years. My Hero Academia, it doesn't need Deku's obviously an important character, but it's built up its other characters so much at this point where like it really doesn't need Deku for multiple episodes, and it's still awesome. Yes, like Kaminari got a chance to shine at episode two of season six, where he comes out against a, a thunder user and he acts as a lightning rod, and that's how the episode kind of ended. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. Just like stuff like that, where you know that there is a good matchup against this villain in one of the characters and they're going to use him for that good matchup. That's awesome. Like it, yeah. it's just really cool how they're utilizing. And this is one of the things that I liked about original Naruto, like before it became Shippuden original Naruto was a great, was a great show because while yes, the show is called Naruto. It focuses on Naruto. It didn't need him to be in every single part to be good like the the sasuke retrieval arc all of those independent scenarios were amazing and they didn't have naruto in them yeah yeah they were really good the other thing about early naruto was that and it's kind of similar to something that's good about my hero is that there was a lot of matchup based things yeah so like obviously being strong and being powerful was important but it didn't it did feel like an early naruto you could be a weaker ninja and win a fight yep um and that's something i like about my hero is like they do get the showcase like it's not all just about raw power. Uh, there are like certain matchup things that make things a little tricky. Yeah, I, I appreciate that too. Because Kaminari, like he's pretty strong or whatever, but he's never been considered on the levels of the S tier heroes like Bakugo, Deku, um, whoever the fuck the M Bison lookalike dude was from the other class who has the win win fruit. I'm gonna just say, <laughs> just 
<laughs> I don't know who that guy is, but I remember they had that one exam with the balls where they had to hit each other three times to eliminate each other. And he put his hand up in the air and a fucking wind cyclone started and all the <laughs> balls hit like everybody in the vicinity. He eliminated literally 50 people in an instant. That guy, he's he dressed like bison. He looks insane, but he's, he's in another class. He's like one of the best students, if not the best student in the class. He's, yeah. he's ridiculous. Like they just have so many unique characters and I love that about the show. But yeah, my hero, there's like S tier characters and you know who they are. Like Shigaraki would be an S tier. Um, obviously Shoto Todoroki is an S tier. I would say at this point, Sukiyomi is, a, is an S tier. Like he's been doing some shit in the last couple of like, yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. talk about it more, but Sukiyomi's pretty up there Bok as well. Shadow. Yeah. Like, and I think he got second against Bakugo or whatever in the actual exam they had a while ago. Like, I think that it was Bakugo who won. <laughs> And I think he was second, and I think the reason why he got second or whatever, or maybe he was third, but he was in top three. He was on the podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the reason was because, like, you know, Bakugo was able to make light happen out of his one of his blasts, like, created light, and that obviously fucks over the shadows. But, yeah, there's some S-tier heroes. And then there's, like, heroes that are just, they're good, but they're not on the same level. And I feel like Kaminari falls in that kind of, cl- like, Red Riot, I wouldn't say he's S-tier, but he's he's good. Like, he's a yeah. fucking good hero. And, yeah, they match him up. They find matchups. Sometimes the matchups are off, which I like that as well. Um, but yeah, this show is just, it's always been a really good shonen to me. And I really like Deku. And I like what we're seeing in the beginning of this arc. There's so much tension already. As soon as they stormed the hospital and the doctor was like frightened about it. And at first, I I always think to myself, okay, so if you're seeing a villain that's visibly showing that like their dismay of about something that the heroes are doing. I always feel like, is this a trick or is this real? But he is genuinely annoyed yeah. and afraid that the villain, that the heroes have shown up. Like, how do they find this place? Dude, something that I love about my hero is that they don't rely on the trope of like, this was the trap card of my trap cards, trap card. Yes. Um, there's been a couple times in my hero where the heroes get together, they put together a plan, and they're like, "We're going to storm the villains. We have to do it now, yes. so they don't have time." And so, like, this is happening here at the hospital. They're storming, and like, the villains legitimately don't know they're fucking coming. Yes, and they they get caught off guard. They get blindsided for real. Yeah, and it's not like one of these things like, "Oh, we knew for three hundred years that we're going to storm yeah, on this." Yeah, and they day. have some kind of backup plan. They actually don't. They're actually blatantly fucked, and I really like that because that's that's what would happen. Like, for example, you know, if I was streaming or whatever and I got swatted, like, I don't have a fucking trap card laid for the SWAT team. Like, when they come to my house or whatever, you know, like people get swatted. Like, that's a real thing. Yeah. They're not prepared. It's so scary. They're not prepared for that shit. And so, yeah, when somebody kicks in your door and fucking kicks in your windows and shit, like, you're supposed to be caught off guard. So I like the fact that the villains are... For the, for lack of a better word, they're human and that they, they don't have a plan for every plan. And so when it's happening, when the one, the one instructor at uh, UA, he's the, he's the clay clay fruit. And it fucking completely envelops the paranormal liberation army's hideout or whatever. Like it, it start and they're shocked. Like when that shit starts happening and they're like, Holy fuck, we have nowhere to run. They're genuinely surprised about it. They're like, Holy, like they're storming us. We didn't know this was coming and they're freaking out. And the doctor runs to the, like his basement lab, or whatever. Cause the one that they captured at first was a duplicate. And 
even though they call it a duplicate, it's still bad for him. So the real yeah, one's like they call it a duplicate, but it's not that it's not that he knew they were coming. It's just that right. he's been in the basement working on something for so long that he's used a duplicate to just do his normal doctor duties. Yep. And so it's not like a trap for the heroes. The duplicate doesn't explode and kill someone or anything like that. It's like, nope, it's just mud. And it's just like, yeah, you didn't get the real one. But the real one, uh Mirko. The fucking rabbit chick, the number five Dude. hero, she is crack. She's fucking awesome. When I love how, first of all, they storm this thing, they storm this hospital with a ton of heroes, and then they also have a bunch of other heroes on another front storming another place. But they storm this hospital with a shit ton of heroes, and they got stuff they're doing. And Endeavors just sends just her. He's like, you <laughs> go like just her. And she darts down the hallway, so gets to the basement, fast. and like is caught and I love the animation of My Hero Academia. Like the animation, same. I just always really, really like same, it. It's so same, clean. Same. And the art of the character. So when I see her and that smile she has and mm-hmm. her just going off, it gets me so fucking She hard. she looks so menacing. She looked like she, she could be really a, does. She looks like she could be a villain. She has this evil <laughs> little smile, like this devious smile. I love everything about her. I love the fact that her power is basically just like enhanced physics, but then she's so good at fisticuffs. The way she fights, her moves are are reminiscent of All Might's. They're just like physical attacks. There's nothing yeah. extra about them. There's no she energy. just rumbles. She just rumbles. And it's so fucking cool looking. And so when she burst into the lab and the doctor's all freaking out and everything like that, um, she starts breaking shit immediately. Like there's no moves everywhere. Of course, there's all these quirks that he said he gathered. He said he spent all this time. He says everything is in his hospital for the last several decades. Yeah. They do a little flashback of all for one from behind. Cause he, you know, this is before his face got messed up, but they show him and all for one working together. And he says, this lab has all of my work for the last several decades and everything is here. So he's not capping. Like, this is a real thing. It's not like, oh, you got this hideout, but you didn't get our real hideout. Like, all of those bullshit tropes that typically we see where there's always some extra thing happening, that's not the case. This is the yeah, real like, this deal. This is the real hideout. They found the real hideout with all the real shit, all the quirks that he stole. He said, you know how long it takes to develop and steal a quirk? And he he's breaking, like, the doctor's breaking it down for us, and this is world building. He's explaining, like, what it took to steal quirks and store them and transfer them to Nomus. And he talks about how there's top-tier Nomus, there's high-tier, and there's, like, mid- and low-tier and stuff like that. And they show a little diagram of it, and I like all of that. I like all of that building. And they explain how, like, the low-tier ones, they can only handle, like, one quirk or whatever. And then they also can't really—they're not capable of speech. And then he says the top-tier ones, though, the, the upper echelon, those ones can handle multiple quirks, and they take on personalities— and they're yep. also capable of speech. And we saw that with the one in Endeavor Fault that damn near like fucking killed him, took half his face and all that. So I was really happy that they explained something that you saw not too long ago, like season five when Endeavor fought that fucking crazy ass Nomu. I'm glad that they're expanding upon like, how did that happen? Like, why did that happen? And then you come to find out, well, that guy, that Nomu had multiple quirks. It was able to handle multiple and it was worked on for a very long time. And like, it wasn't just something that he doesn't just have a ton of these laying around. Like, there yeah, aren't yeah, yeah. a ton of that level normal, because that number was so crazy that if you release three of them right now, it would probably just, like, borderline zero diff everybody, right? It was so strong. It would cause problems. The, the number one hero could barely deal with it. Like, Endeavor could barely deal with that thing. He had assistance from Hawks, the, the number two hero, and it was still bad. Like, he lost half his face. It was a lot. So I'm really happy that, like, now, where we are, it's crunch time, and the heroes have this initiative, and they took the initiative and it's working and it's paying off and i really appreciate that but then he got the chance to activate 
some of the top tier no moves. So they caused the problem. But even though they came out and they're all badass, Mirko is still that girl. She is that girl. And she didn't back down at all. And, you know, one of them tried to attack her and she immediately did this cool ass fucking move where she was like, had her thighs on around his head like she was about to snap its neck but she did like a fucking somersault off of it yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it like ripped the thing's body in half and she like slams on the ground and just smashes its head and you know that's how you kill them because their brains exposed or whatever but the move looks so i've seen it in a manga and it was fire in a manga but when you see it and like animate it like Kenny yeah. said, the animation for my hero is cracked. It's really good. I and Mirko, I love her like tenacity. Like she is just she does have tenacity. She is in there, man. And like at no point is there fear. Like she she is just like fighting. Like she's giving it her all as a hero. Like she is one of those heroes that like it kind of embodies that message that all, that all might try to like give to the world. Like she is not backing down on these villains and like, she is going to fight to the absolute bitter bloody end and cause some fucking problems. Yeah. I love it. And she's fucking a no moves up. Obviously they get a couple of looks on her. The one that was really problematic was the one. And I think it's the one that she killed, but he had like psychic powers. Basically like he twisted her arm off from a distance. Mm. And she said, and she even said, you know, long range, long range uses always a bitch when you get up close. Like she's so, she's so fire dog. Like the way she just, oh, I love that. Cause you know, that's, that's kind of true. in like a lot of things that we consume is like the range users want to stay far. Like that's, that's yeah, their game yeah. plan. It's like, I don't want you to get close to keep away. So she said, yeah, she's smiling at him. Though. When she gets close to him, she's like range users always a bitch when you get close and she just fucks <laughs> him up real quick. Just zero diffs this man, rips his body apart. And then oh, the other no moves are just, they're kind of mad about it or whatever. But yeah, she's chasing a doctor and he has this, he has this office chair that I, I don't know why I just like it. It moves really fast. It's like a little propelled jet engine on it or whatever. And he kind of zooms around his lab. He's like, I have to get to this quick because, you know, Shigaraki's at 70% and he's currently undergoing a transformation to become the next offer one, but he's not complete yet. So the heroes are fucking everything up by arriving early. Yep. And it's all with the intel from Hawks. Hawks has been a double agent and he's been sending information back the best he can to the heroes while also being monitored very closely by the Liberation Army and stuff like that. Uh, so it's been, it's basically a lot of building that has been happening over the course of the last season. That yep, is, yep, yep. You're getting a payoff, and I like that this one just starts off. Like Kenny said, it just starts it's, off. Fun. Yeah, it starts moving. Like, yeah. it starts off moving. I really like that shield hero, too. The one guy, uh, I don't remember his name, because I think this is one of the first arcs where you really see him get to do stuff. But he can create shields from anywhere. He's really dope. And in general, there's just a lot of cool heroes that I'm interested to see fight, and they're showing them fight now. Like, I saw Midnight was there. And there's this whole group of heroes that are assigned in the back. And they're supposed to be there in case any villains try to escape. They're at the they're at the rear so they can, like, capture them. And they're all eager, because Bako's like, why the fuck am I part of the evacuation group? Like, why am I part of this group? Yeah. It's like, in the, you know, I'm not in the, he wants to be in the vanguard. And yes, he does. they actually chose specific people to be in the Vanguard based on their, obviously their quirks, because depending on your quirk, if it's like a, a quirk that could take out multiple people, they put those people in the Vanguard. So Kaminari was yeah, in the Vanguard for a reason. Try to get rid of multiple people at once. It's very, it's a very smart, organized tactic. And uh, it just feels really believable. It feels like this is what you would see in real life. Like if the FBI had a fucking superhero quirk force, like yeah. they're, they wouldn't always just send them in blindly. Like they would create these really strategic put together plans, then go do a raid. And yep. This is what they're 
here and it's fucking awesome. Yes. So and these two episodes did not have Deku in it outside of like one line. And I love that because even though he is the main character, like he is the inheritor of one for all and everything, it still doesn't need him in every instance to be good. And it really shines still without him just seeing heroes. And I, I said, Japan to me does heroes better than anything else. Like I think Japan just does it better. I am yeah. so much more intrigued, interested in like, I don't know. I just genuinely love my hero academia over pretty much anything that Marvel's been putting out lately. Like watching those two episodes, I just wish the Marvel shows more like that. Like I just wish yeah, 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 more, yeah. more of, they just had the essence of what my hero embodies. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say about it without going into like why my hero as an anime is great. And we'll do an episode on it cause it deserves it. But just for these two episodes, the animation was good. The sound was good too. That one song, they played it in both episode one and two. It's the one where it kind of transitions. It goes dun 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 And it starts like doing, it gets like really dark out of nowhere. I love, you know that song? Like I love that song. It just dun 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 And it just gets, I don't know. I love it. Oh shit! My hero's great, man. It's so good. It's it really is. It's it's oh, it's it's just amazing. So yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna give it. It's just do do an entire episode on it. Uh, but we yeah, we can transition on to Bleach unless you have something else to add to my hero. No, no. I mean, I um I only saw episode one, so I'm not 100 percent clear on what happened in episode two. Uh, I've I have read the manga past this point. Yeah. Um. So I don't really want to say too much more because I'm not even really sure what has been shown. Yeah. So okay, I'm good fair. to. Move on to if you want to see some action. <laughs> yes. You so, gotta be the center of Bleach attraction. Bleach is back after 10 fucking years. And it's with the final arc. Now, I stopped reading the manga about 70% through this arc. Because if we're being completely honest, if I'm being objective, this arc was just not that good. You could tell that Tai Kubo, the author, was trying to end it. And I hate that yeah. feeling. It's, it, gave me, it gave me Game of Thrones last two seasons vibes. I can honestly say when it when uh, even before this arc, I had like gotten burned out on Bleach, and Same. at this point, I wasn't even. And I don't ever do this. I I'm like very. I'm a big stickler for spoilers. Like I have to watch what came before to go. Yep. You know. But when I got to this point in Bleach, I was like kind of so burnt out that like I wouldn't I wouldn't read a Bleach chapter for like five weeks, and then I would just read the current chapter and like not even go back and read the five yeah. I missed. And I would just like be yeah, off and that's and wild. On, so. If you know Kenny, and I've known him for twelve years, over almost thirteen. If you know like, Kenny, he does not do shit like that at all. I'm actually all. surprised and, hearing it. Yeah, and so you know, I was really burnt out. But that said, I still love Bleach. There's that nostalgia there. Yeah. Like when I heard this was coming back, I was getting excited. Like even though, and, and maybe there's even a little bit of hope there that maybe they'll put a little bit more time. Maybe they wrote more for the ending, and maybe I'm, it's going to. Hoping. Maybe it'll actually be better. Um, um, and a lot of people are saying that too. They're hoping to God that they just like pace it well and fill in some of the gaps. Cause you can just tell like final fantasy 15 that the manga was very rushed for this arc. And yeah, they yeah, were trying yeah. to get to an ending and close it out and be done with it. And as you know, it like, again, it gave me the end of game of Thrones vibes, even though that happened way later, but we're always going to be able to reference anything that ends poorly or it, if it ends poorly and it seems rushed game of Thrones is always going to be the legendary, yeah. like everyone's going to bring, that's always going to be the one, right? Like, cause that's the, it was the best show on TV. So for the best show on TV to have a terrible ending is like, 
well, holy fuck. So it's always going to be referenced for this type of stuff. And I found a way to bring up Game of Thrones in every episode, no matter what. But yes, like, do. but like, yeah, Bleach at the end just gave me that vibe. And this first episode gave me hope. It, it, yeah, no, dude, this first episode was really fun. That's the thing. Like, when you go back, like when I hear, I think it's Bleach opening two. Honestly, even like the first like five Bleach openings, I get really nostalgic when I hear them. Good. But yeah, so when this came on, I'm watching this anime, right? And then I don't like. I know I've read some of this stuff. I'm familiar with some of this stuff, but like some of it, some of it, I wasn't even sure if it was like, is this anime original just to introduce it, or is this what happened? I couldn't remember, and yeah. whatever. But uh, I am rereading Bleach, by the way. I, I went back to chapter one. I was, you know what? I'm gonna reread Bleach. Like I'll, I'll see. Yeah, I went back to chapter one and I'm rereading Bleach. I was like, I'm going to see if I can catch up to where it was uh, just to have it refresh in my head. Um, I'm not not done yet, but it's like 600 something. Okay, that's doable. I mean, Um, we we read One Piece, so. Yeah. So anyway, I'm watching it and I was like, I don't remember the two characters, the two Shinigami that show up and like in each town either. I don't remember them at all. So I don't know if they were just made up for the anime or or what. I was wondering that too. I was like, well, I don't think they're made up for the anime. <laughs> I don't go that far. <laughs> Kenny's well. He's, I don't know if they were made up for the anime. Like they were just fodder. I, I, don't I feel like they're in the manga, but I don't think they were important until now. And I don't even think they're that important now. But like, I I want to say I, 99%, they're in the manga. They're fodder. And I was just shocked because I forgot how fodder they are. Because this is 10 years old. So I really don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. the beginning of it. Like, I remember the hype parts. There's some hype parts that come up later, obviously. Because yeah, yeah. Bleach is all about hype. I think that's the thing. When you're watching Bleach, you have to know exactly what well, you're listen, getting yourself into. There was, I told somebody that recently. Somebody was like, Bleach just seems really average. And I was like, to be fair, it is. Or no, somebody also said, like, I tried to get into Bleach, but like, I wasn't wowed by the first five episodes. And I was like, I want to be honest with you. The first five episodes, like, they aren't what people remember Bleach for. Yeah, they, um, I don't even remember the first five episodes. Yeah, I saw him stabbing like, himself and becoming a Shinigami. Yeah, like Bleach is, it's not a pinnacle of writing, but it is really fucking hype and exciting in certain moments. And there's a part of Bleach that gets insanely good. And then yep. it gets bad again. Yep. But Bleach reminds me of Black Clover. Or, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Black yeah. Clover reminds me of Bleach more so. I feel like, so if, like the new big three or whatever people try to always say, like I feel like Black Clover took Bleach's spot because plot wise it's not fantastic but hype wise and like shit talking and stuff like that it does a very good job at that and to me actually no i noticed for a fact black clover is inspired by bleach like it's that is a that is an actual fact like the writer like is on record saying that it's inspired by bleach so you can see it all over black clover but yes it's not known for being some crazy plot with some crazy twist or whatever most of the twists are revealed pretty early on like you know about aizen like, mm-hmm. you know like a lot of you know it's, it's not there's not some crazy reveals later on in bleach it's kind of just like okay this is what it is but the things it does well it honestly does better than any other anime like i don't think any anime has shit talking down better than bleach like straight up it's good man it's straight good up. and this even this episode like something i did really like it, it, it was so obvious what's interesting though because it was so obviously a first episode after a long time the way they introduced it like if this episode just came out in the run order when Bleach was already a thing, it wouldn't have introduced Ichigo and his boys the way they did. They yes. introduced it as a reintroduction, which I thought was really cool. But it was interesting because in one way, I felt like it was shot in a way 
where if you've never seen Bleach, you could watch it. But then at the same time, there's so much legacy information that if you don't know what's going on, you don't know what's going on. Yes. So to go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, so all of that said, and just in terms of hype moments, like a fucking, like I just put on, the, like I was excited to watch it, but at the time that I put it on, I was like a little distracted. And so I just like kind of put it on. I was like, I'm just going to, it was almost like, even though I wanted to see it, I was kind of just like watching it to watch it just to be able to talk about it. Yeah. But it didn't long when fucking when Ichigo and Urahime and Chad and like Bro, characters that I don't use that part, like when they showed up, man, I was getting fucking hyped. Yeah. When Ichigo Ichigo said some shit that fucking had me hyped. And then when he did Bonkai, like I was getting hyped and his music was playing and I was fucking in there. Like I was sitting up. I was hyped, man. Yeah, I was, I was I having really, so I like the beginning of the episode where they showed those two fodder Shinigami and one of them is just absolutely spooked out of his mind. And the other one's like, yo, you're a wuss. Man up. I'm going this way. You go the other way. They didn't send two people here to go the same way. We're going to like go around the city or whatever. They run in. Well, the scared one runs into a really big hollow and he runs for it. And that thing is going crazy. And then they end up on a rooftop and he finds his friend, the confident one, basically half dead in the arms of one of the another hollow, not even the one I was chasing, like a completely different one, has his friend and they drop their sword, which Shinigamis never do. So when you see the blood all over a sword and the sword drops, for people who know Bleach, when you see the sword fall out the hand and they zoomed in on it, that yeah, means, yeah. that's, that means something. that's like a the big deal. The sword isn't just a sword. You know right. I mean? like they have a relationship yeah, with their sword. It's a spirit and they have a relationship. The name, like learning the sword's name is a big deal. You spend hundreds of years with your sword. So, when you see the sword fall out of um, the girl's hand or whatever, it's like a it's a moment. And yeah. it, as soon as I, saw, I thought she was dead. Same. I literally thought the character was dead. And right, but and then the 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 you know the scaredy cat one gets smacked real hard, and he can't move. He's covered in blood. The arm, his arm is fucked up real bad, and he goes, "Am I going to die?" As he's on the ground, and the hollow is coming over to him. The same one I was chasing him is coming over to him, like to eat him or whatever. And he's questioning, like, "Am I going to die? I really don't want to die. I want to live." And when he was saying that, I don't know why lately, but that shit has been getting to me a lot. I, 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 yeah, I talked yeah. about this probably in the episode where I was sick or whatever. This is like way back now. But last October we recorded an episode, or probably in November after I got to the hospital, but just talking about like my mortality and mm-hmm. how I've recently, in the last year or so, started to think about it more like it's i didn't i didn't used to ever think about like when am i going to die and how am i going to die and stuff like that like it wasn't really a thought to me because you know you live young wild and free for so long and then i don't know where maybe something happens or maybe just age happens and it makes you have to think about like one day i am going to die and i don't want it to be now so when he's on the ground and he's saying am i going to die and he says i don't want to that part just hit me in the feels <clears throat> Like that part hit me in the feels and right before the thing attacks him for game, you see this big ass, like yellow slash of energy come across the screen. And that's when you knew. Yup. And you knew exactly I, who it was. The Z fighters. They yeah. fucking come in, Krillin, Vegeta, they come kicking that's in, right. Goku, Kamehameha. <laughs> Just like they come in. No, but yeah, Ichigo and his crew come in, Ichigo, Urihime, Chad, Ishta, they all come in. Like, I haven't got hype. Like, Orihime, just just for anybody that doesn't know, and for everybody that doesn't know, like, Orihime is not a character anybody gets hype for. Zero people get hype for Orihime. Nobody gets hype. Except but, for her big-ass titties, which they kept. They kept the big old jugs. Yeah. The jugs but when she showed up, 
and she did. She says her little thing. I'm out loud. I was like, I reject. Like when she yeah. did the, when she said when she like says her thing and then says I reject. Like I fucking said that shit out loud with her. I was hype as hell. That I was, was like. They all have There's an introduction, like, and like you said, they wouldn't have done that if it wasn't a reboot, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They introduced them, and they had little posters for them after they would get introduced. This shit was clean. Or a he may, you know, way. Like, it, you know, yep. it, it was like still images and everything. It was really dope. The introduction to all the characters again, and they do it one by one. And so it goes Orihime, and then I think you get Chad. So it was like kind of an ascending order of power. Then you get Chad, and Chad's part, I was laughing at that part because he comes out after they all get grouped together. Um, he punches them with basically El Directo La Muerta, the death. But when he does it, they fly really far. A group of hollows jumbled together. They fly really far into a fucking apartment building. Yeah. And for no reason at all, this apartment building gets fucking wrecked. And it makes like the devil imprint yes. on the, the apartment But the building. first thing I thought was, holy shit, you just killed a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Like you just killed a ton of people were in that building. They had oh, to be. Man. Unless, oh, they're man, gonna lie to, unless they're gonna lie to me and tell me that this was a substitute. Cause I know that they could do that weird thing where Karakura Town isn't actually Karakura Town. Yeah, they, they did it for uh, they did it for Eisen. Yeah, yeah. Eisen came to take Karakura Town. They they did a substitution of the entire town. So when he arrived, there were no people there because he came to kill a hundred thousand people to get the yeah, soul yeah. king. And when they arrived, it was like, oh shit, this isn't the real Karakura Town. Um so I was wondering, like, maybe this isn't the real one. But when he punched that, that fucking group of hollows into the building and it made the devil sign on the on the building, and it was huge. I said, holy shit, he's gotten strong. But also, that's just a lot of deaths. Anyways, with Bleach, again, you're not supposed to think about that type of stuff. Don't you're peel not, back the curtain. Don't look under the rug. Just kind of accept, for, accept it for what it is and enjoy the shit talking. Enjoy the action. Enjoy the monstrosity that is there. Yeah, it was fun. It was... It was fun seeing them. It was just fun seeing them again. It's like seeing an old friend, like, and just to jump a little bit ahead, like, when you see them hanging out in Ichigo's room, like, it just felt good watching yeah. it. I was like, man, this is cool. <laughs> I like Ishta's part, too. Ishta, you see the little Quincy thing on his wrist come down, yep. and then he starts shooting arrows, and they're just, he's really strong, so his arrows just straight up one shot every holiday he shoots, but then he does one of his attacks that he got towards the end of Bleach, uh, Lishto Reagan or whatever, where he kind of jumps up in the air and fires a salvo, and it just starts raining Quincy arrows. Really cool stuff. And then he gets his introduction, and then obviously Ichigo gets the last part. And Ichigo's way too strong for regular... Like, for Hollows, it's not even close. Like, there's no Hollow that could even threaten Ichigo. So he just zero diffs all of his. But he goes Bankai or whatever, and I'm just like... For fun. He goes Bankai for fun. Like, straight up. He, didn't, he, he didn't, did not need to do that. He didn't need to do Shikai. He didn't need to do anything. He could have just stayed in base form completely but like he goes bankai for whatever reason and his bankai is so epic looking now because there's an arc before this that a lot of people just apparently don't even know about uh someone on my facebook comment was like do i i washed up to aizen and i finished aizen saga is there something after that, that i need to watch before this and i was like lol like, yes unfortunately yes there is a full bringer arc and it mm-hmm. is it is a rant and honestly it feels like filler in fact my friend luke feeney he asked me like I thought that the Fullbringer arc was filler when I watched it. Like he's, I fully, I didn't know that episode one when Ichigo did Bankai, I thought that it was going to like the old Bankai, but the new Bankai and the new sword. That is thing, so funny. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. He was like, oh shit, that's real. Like he thought it was filler. That is so funny. So yeah, Ichigo does his new Bankai and that shit looks clean. It does look clean. It is clean. The sword with the little like rivets on it, the little spikes on the back end of it. 
Um, That's another thing where it's like, I don't remember. Because I, I do feel like, and it's been years, I do feel like this chapter in the manga was probably just like business as usual. And like one of those things, it's like, I don't know if they just made him go Bankai for the anime. Just to like get that iconic Bankai voice clip. Yeah, that, that, you know what could, I mean? like, that I don't remember. I do not remember if he goes Bankai for regular hollows. Uh, and yeah, but you could be right. And I think that that's a that's an adaptation directorial thing that makes this good. It's the reason yeah, yeah, why this yeah. episode was good because they chose to do that. And like those little posters that they do after each of them does an attack, that's epic. It's kind of reintroducing you to all the characters and also for people who've never seen it for whatever reason, if they're watching it, um, they also get like an introduction piece to all of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought that entire uh, part on the rooftop where you just see them zero diff, everybody, all the hollows and everything like that. And then, the next scene where they're in the bedroom, it just all the iconic things. Cause there was a lot of scenes in bleach where for whatever reason, everyone will pile up in Ichigo's room, hang out his room. And his room is not that fuck? big either, but there no, was it's one, not. there's one scene in original bleach where all the captains are in his room <laughs> and people were like, yo, the conversations and just the power level in that room is crazy. Like literally <laughs> all of the strongest Shinigamis in existence are in that room right there. Uh, so yeah, seeing him with his friends, they're just chilling out. And then the two Shinigamis that were fodder, they get rescued. Inoue has her ability to reverse time on certain parts of people's bodies and stuff like that. So she heals them completely. And yeah, she's broken. Yes, she's broken. Always she can been. literally reverse time on certain parts of just like she can reject reality. Her power is to reject reality. Yeah. So yeah, they said that her power like impinges on God's territory. Some shit Eisen said like. Yeah, she, she's broken. There's a reason why Eisen kidnapped her. Yeah, he kidnapped her and then was like, I actually didn't want her for anything. I just kind of wanted her to lure in you guys because you I know you'd be so scared of what I might do with her ridiculous power. Even mm. though I don't my, my intention wasn't to like use her power, but I know that because she's so powerful, you guys would react crazily and it would, you know, cause all the captains to come out and stuff. So he's like, I knew exactly what was going to happen by just capturing her. That's how powerful she is. But yes, um, she heals them. The the scaredy cat wakes up and he's like, oh, God, I was asleep for like the last day or whatever. Like, no, you would sleep longer than that. And then he's like, where's my friend? at? I hope that they're not dead. And the friend comes back with colas or whatever. And she's like super excited that he's alive and, and finally awake. And uh, there's like this little moment where it's like, OK, we're back together. And as they're just chilling and talking, Bleach is also comedic. There's like a lot of parts in Bleach to make like just make it funny. And Inoue, is it Inoue? She arrives with, like, old bread. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ichigo starts complaining about it, talking about how that bread's old and shit like that. And as he's complaining about it, they're like, motherfucker, you're the one that eats it the most. Like, when she does yeah. bring the bread... She says, like, okay, fine, you won't get any. And then, like, Chad or, or Ichigo, Ichigo, I yeah, forget what, which one. Yeah, they're like, yo, you're the one that literally gets the biggest portion, and you go you go up for this fucking stale bread. So don't don't talk shit on it now. And they're passing the bread around, donuts and shit like that. And there's this one part where uh, I think that Ichigo gives a portion, or somebody gives a portion to the scaredy cat dude, the Shinigami. And before they give it to like, there's a clothesline that happens. I don't know if it happens to like Ichigo or like, the scaredy cat, but somebody gets clothesline, and it made me laugh out loud. It's the it's the scaredy cat. His his friend shows up, and at first she, like, tears up and cry, and it looks like she's so happy that he's alive. Yeah. But then she clotheslines him, like, calls him a bitch, and just, like, jumps on him. Literally, the clothesline took me the fuck out. My man just woke up from a coma, <laughs> and, like, she jumps with the fucking, her arm out, and clotheslines him, man. That shit took me out. So, yeah, I thought it was really funny. It made me actually laugh out loud, which I don't often do that when I watch anime. It um, made but- me... 
it made me chuckle out loud. And then what made me laugh out loud was the follow up to it, where basically in this scene, there's a part within like each of good serious, and he says like you haven't introduced yourself yet. And then they show the guy behind him that sneaks in. Yeah. And the guy starts like. You know, doing his villain talk bullshit, yep. and then Ishu just like kicks him in the face, like yeah. <laughs> just kicks him out the window, so, and it was like the same energy as when the guy got clotheslined on the bed, yeah. and it, so like the guy got clotheslined, and I like kind of chuckled, I was like, huh. and then I saw, and then it like happened again with Ichigo kicking the other guy, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's how it is. Like Ichigo, I love his confidence. I love that Ichigo knows he's powerful, like outrageously powerful, and he's not afraid. And also, the show makes you know too for people who don't know. When those two Shinigamis are talking about the substitute Shinigami that's in Karakura Town, they're like, why do we even have to be there? Isn't there some super strong Shinigami here? Like, we don't necessarily... And they were like, well, we're trying to not rely on him anymore. So, like, Soul Society wants us to come here because we don't want to rely on him all the time. But blatantly, they let you know, isn't there some super strong Shinigami? So, it's... Like, Ichigo is known to be one of the most powerful people in the verse. Yes, he is. When this new villain shows up, Ichigo's unbothered, but he is bothered by one thing. Get your fucking feet off my bed, nigga. <laughs> like, he looks at that guy who's standing with his feet on the bed, and he's like, get off my fucking bed. And Boy. that's, like, his main concern, honestly. He's like, get off my bed. Yes. Like, don't stand on my bed. Also, that's so disrespectful. Like, he just kicks him the fuck. He get the fuck out yeah. of here. But Ichigo goes out there. He's like, all right, I'm out here now. I'm sure that you came for me. You want me, right? Like, what's your, where you come from? What's going on? Are you in a wrong car? And the guy's like, he takes that as a slight. Like, what he gets the fuck? pissed. Yeah, he goes like, I see the mask. He has an Iran car mask. Certainly, you must be in a wrong car. And uh, the guy gets, you know, he feels slighted by that. He's like, oh shit, you think I'm in a wrong car? Or whatever. He's like, I'll show you. And he, you know, pulls the arm out. You see the same thing. And I like how details. So earlier when mm-hmm. Ishta. Is, is fighting they they zoom in on Ishta's little Quincy chain falling from his wrist and make sure you see it they make sure you see it and so this guy's like I'm not an Iran car I'm and then you see the little thing come out and Ichigo's eyes gets really big he's like oh shit this guy's a fucking Quincy and you see yeah. it, you know you see it come out the guy brings out this crazy big weapon and uh, you know they all have a form of a bow and arrow or some type of bow and arrow weapon. So he pulls out this gigantic bow and arrow type weapon. He starts shooting off blasts. Ichigo just dodging it with no problem. And then Ichigo spends like a while just running away on purpose just to like see what this guy's on about. And he notices that the guy's been taunting him this whole time. He's like, that's the fifth taunt he's made in a very short window of time. Like I've been running from this guy, just like evading all his attacks, but he keeps saying things and he keeps bringing up my Bankai. Yeah. And so Ichigo's not dumb. And I love this about him too. Like he's, he's like, he's not the smartest protagonist, but I was, I was happy to see that over the course of him being a Shinigami for so long, like he's developed some battle acumen and just like, he understands just general. Yeah. He is battle intelligent. He's not like Piccolo, but he's still like smart. Like he's not, he didn't just blindly go like, you taunted me. And then like, he like took notice of the fact not only did he take notice of the fact that he was being taunted like he's like he took notice of the fact that like this guy's taunting me for a reason yes and like he couldn't figure out what the reason was he was like but there is a reason why he's taunting right and so after a while Ichigo just fucking flies up he's like okay I'm done running away from you because like I don't really have to like, I'm not running away from you I'm just gonna do it and he goes bang and as he does that there's another scene that's happening simultaneously so Captain this Commander is just chilling in his office. Well, hold on. Wait. <laughs> Wait. I gotta I gotta bring it up. 
The guy, there's a guy that comes in, like Fraser said. Captain Commander's chilling in his office. There's a guy that comes in and he's like, you know, for this being like the main headquarters of where the Captain Commander stays, like it's not very well guarded. So this place isn't very well guarded. You should, you know, have some better guards. Right. And my man stands up. He says, says, there's no need for guards because I am here. And that's enough. And that's enough. Like, (laughs) he makes it real clear. Like, he says, I think he says, like, this is the safest place in soul society. He does say that. They're like, there's no security. He was like, well, there doesn't need to be security. Like, I am here. And that is more than enough security. Yeah, like this, you can't get much safer in the soul society than right fucking here. Yeah, because they come in, these fucking intruders come in, (laughs) and they're talking hot shit about how I swore that this was the Catholic commander of the GoT13's office. It certainly (laughs) looks like it. But judging by how easy it was to get in here, it can be. Like, that's kind of how they're carrying it. Yeah. He makes that comment. And this is the best thing about Bleach is the shit talking to me. Like, honestly, I think, again, I think Bleach is tier zero when it comes to shit talking. And I don't think anything is close. Like, there's a lot of anime. They have their shit talking moments. Like, there's moments where you get some fire. Like, I always bring up the one Mihawk versus, like, Zoro the first time they meet. And he pulls up a little tiny knife sword thing, right? And like that's a shit talking moment. But and that one is pretty epic. But it it's like one. Bleach does that every time there's a fight, there's shit talking. Every single time. It's a it's a it's a part of it. Every fight in One Piece doesn't need that. And every fight in One Piece doesn't do that. But every single fight in in Bleach does that. And I just I just love it. So Captain Commander, when he makes that comment, I was laughing because I was like, this is exactly what I came for. Like, this is exactly what I came for. Yep. Yeah, they, I don't need security. They son. like kill his assistant or gravely wound his assistant, and they're talking all this shit. And then, uh, you know, Captain Commander's not—he's not worried about it, but he steps in to like, you know, protect one of his Shinigami, and he does a fire attack that just like wipes out the other half of his office. And it's literally just him doing a—he doesn't even do anything really. Like all yeah, this he fire, just, it's like a swing. He just swings and. It just wipes out everything in that vicinity, but they they leave, of course, because like you know that's exactly what they're going to do. They're not going to actually engage the strongest Shinigami in existence. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, as that's happening, Ichigo has been evading the guy he was fighting, and he decides to finally say Bankai. And as he's doing it, the guy's eyes perks up real happy. He's like, he's finally going to do it. And he gets like he gets like a heart like. The way they animate it is interesting because the way they zoom in and the way they draw it, it looks like a horror anime. Like sometimes His horror anime like has like, yeah, this like kind of body horror type drawing they do to like these faces. All these veins that, in his head and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. They it zoom is, in on his face and it's like, oh shit. It's also that waiting, camera like, this angle. One's waiting for. It's also that camera angle that we've, we're used to in anime where uh, somebody's going psychotic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. the fisheye lens. The fish, like looking at mm-hmm. something from a fishbowl, it, it looks like that too. Like how we look to fish, it it does all of that. It's like the body horror, like the crazy zoom in, the crazy eyes. He gets a hard on, almost slobbering and shit like that, just because Ichigo's about to go bankai. And as he's saying that, they go back and forth between the scene where uh, Captain Commander's assistant is on the ground. He's bleeding really bad. He's like, I have something to tell you. He was like, these people, these Quincy's, or whatever, they can steal. And he stops as Ichigo says bankai. Yeah. And Ichigo does Bankai. And as he does that, this guy pulls out this weapon and he makes this weird ritual chant to. He like says these words like raw spear mode or whatever to turn it into the actual wing dragon raw. He does a whole chant. And as he's doing it, Ichigo's still going Bankai. And so this 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 artifact 
starts to evolve and all of these light things come out of it. Some weird shit. It looks like a trap. It starts to come out and it starts to try to like suck in Ichigo or at least suck in his Bankai, which is like attached. Like it's, on, it's on his body. Yep. But as it's happening, Ichigo is like, well, fuck that. I don't have to let you do this. Like I'm on some Aaron Yeager type time. Like I'm not going to let you do this. Yeah, so he, he just, just overpowers that so shit. So he just like straight up fires a Getsuga Tensho basically at that and it breaks it. And he, the guy doesn't get to steal his Bankai or whatever the fuck he's doing to it. Um, so yeah. He gets, he gets all sad and upset and Ichigo just shows up behind him and he's like, you're going to tell me what the fuck's going on. Yeah, Ichigo's definitely stronger than this guy. But then the guys in Captain Commander's office, they they left in shadows and this guy starts to leave in shadows. He's like, don't worry, this is only for the you know those chosen. Mm-hmm. So after that scene, Ichigo's like, okay, who the fuck was that? I know he was a Quincy, but he also had an Arankar mask. Confusing shit. But then they go to this really cool scene where you see a bunch of those people. They return from Captain Commander's uh, office and they're walking up and the guy who just left Ichigo is kneeling on the ground in this new realm. And as they walk up, one of the guys takes off his hood and he's cocky talking about like, of course, you're already kneeling as you should be in my presence and all this crazy shit, like talking big shit. Yeah. And, and, he, then I, and he's like, I'm not fucking kneeling to you. Yeah, he says, I'm not kneeling because of you. And <laughs> again, the shit talking, you see this huge wave of energy come and it fucking like this guy loses his arm like real quick. Like he loses like half his body, half his arm or whatever. And he's disturbed like he's, you know, fucked up by it. And they show the guy who did it to him and he's just like sitting down. He's like, I told you, I don't like arguing in my presence. And mm-hmm. uh, he has this really deep voice, this crazy look to him. He lo- He's definitely the leader, right? Like you can tell he's the leader. He looks this dope as fuck. Awesome. Yes, he looks dope as fuck. And uh, yeah, he he just zero diffs one of his own people. He's like, I don't want so, you arguing. Real quick, I want to say, overall, this first episode, I fucking loved it. I had so much fun watching it. I'm so happy to see Bleach again. And I want to enjoy watching it. I think now that I'm older, similar to what with me and Frakes were talking about earlier, where it's like, you're just happy to see other people happy. Yes. And I'm at this point now where like Bleach, when it was coming out, right, I was reading it and I was actively comparing it to these other things I was watching. And, you know, it was really falling off hard and I like really got burnt out on Bleach, like I said, and yeah, I just I didn't really like down. it anymore. But now it's like I'm, I'm older now. And when I look, I still I look back on Bleach with like happy memories. There's so many awesome parts. It's nostalgia. And I do really enjoy it. So now that it's back, it's like regardless of whether or not it's good or bad, I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to I'm having a lot of fun experiencing it. But I just want to mention it still is Bleach and there's still moments of bad writing. And so in the set, I thought it was so dumb. Right. How does this guy not know who I'm kneeling to? Like, this guy walks in. He's like, yeah. well, if you're not kneeling to me, who could you possibly be kneeling yeah, to? That, it's like, what are you talking about? And that's the thing. I went in, and as soon as I saw Chad do that attack on that apartment building and kill all those innocent people, I immediately said to myself, okay, this is Bleach. Like, because you have yeah. to. There has to be that suspension of disbelief just for the sake of epic moments. Bleach does it for yeah. a reason. They want to give us epicness, right? They want yes, it, they do. They wanted the main villain leader to have an introduction, even though there's a million yeah. better ways they could have done it. And it was a really awesome, hype, fun introduction, it but was. it's just one of those things, when you peel back the curtain a little bit, like, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make I'm any having, I'm having sense. fun. I'm having fun, but this makes no sense. It made no sense. I was thinking the same thing when he revealed himself. I said, well, of course you know who he's kneeling. That's y'all fucking leader, like, like <laughs> obviously. Maybe there's something that will be revealed in episode two, 
that'll yeah, clear yeah. up. Like maybe that guy wasn't around yet. Maybe he was still being uh, built or something. Maybe because I know uh, one thing about Quincy's, if, if this is correct, if I'm not mistaken, is that they thrive off of like the soul energy or whatever. Like they can absorb it actually. And part of the episode was also my one of my favorite captains. Honestly, he might just be my favorite captain. Him and Zaraki are just like up there. It's like my favorite three: Mayori, Zaraki, Kenpachi. And Byakuya. Those are my favorite three captains. And it's just really not close. I love them so much. But Mayori honestly might be number one for me because I just his shit talking is next level. And also he has a nonchalantness about him. But he's in this episode too. And he shows that like hollows are literally getting erased out of existence. And there's like this map of soul society and the human world. And they're saying that if this keeps happening, it's going to basically cause the human world to collide with soul society. Like there will not be a divider between the two worlds. Um, he says there's only one group of people that could do this. Yeah. And, and so it's, and it's Quincy's for people that don't know one of the bit. And once again, like Frage, if I remember correctly, the big reason, the big beef between the Shinigami and the Quincy's, however many years ago was that the Shinigami's essentially purify hollows, whereas Quincy's eliminate them. Yeah. Um, and so that was the big thing. I don't remember the like all the specifics, but I think yeah, like Quincy's just straight up kill hollows and like the just, soul like, completely, is gone too. And yeah, the soul like, is gone and eliminate it. Whereas like Shinigami, like they kill the hollows by like liberating the soul and purifying them and so their soul can like go back to soul society or whatever. Yes. And that's the proper world. But if you just like keep eliminating them, Quincy so basically Quincy's are bad for the ecosystem, is is essentially what's wrong with them. Yeah, like, but the, they what, think what they're doing is like, you know, they think they're right. Yes. So there's a conflict of interest and a thousand years ago. There was a war where Captain Commander essentially wiped out every single Quincy there is. Um, that's just how it went. And they reference this in original Bleach is that there was like a fight and Quincy's got wiped out. And so each is one of the few Quincy's left. Like, honestly, like he's a Sasuke. Like, he's literally one of the yeah. few left. His entire clan got wiped out. Uh, so the fact that he's even friend, like, each just shows up in the original Bleach as a villain at first. Yeah. And the fact that he's even friends with Ichigo and Shinigamis and stuff like that and helps them is already like a big deal. And in fact, when his dad arrived in original bleach, they fall. And it was a big, like, who are you? Remember who you are? I'm trying to, he tried to turn him back to the way, you know, what he was originally designed. But he was raised yeah. the way he was raised and they fight. That's when he gets his like powers back. Cause at first he, he loses his powers at one point and then he gets them. Back. Yeah. Everybody in bleach loses their powers. Everyone, Ichigo lost his powers. Ichigo lost his powers. Everyone, like you said, but yes. So, there, there's a lot of good directing things going on where the multiple scenes happening where the guy's trying to steal Ichigo's Bankai and then Captain Commander's assistant's like, hey, I have something to tell you as he's dying out. He's like, they can t- take or seal or do something to our Bankais. Um, that's going to be interesting because Bankais are like the most epic part of Bleach, really. And it's like going Super Saiyan. It's their going Super Saiyan because everything yes, it is. after Dragon Ball has to have something like that. So it's their version of going Super Saiyan and it's like Kenny said in our Bleach episode, in our first, this is in our first ten episodes ever. So go back and listen to our Bleach episode if you haven't. But like, Bankai is up there with like Super Saiyan and stuff like that in terms of how iconic and how epic it is. Like it Super, is. It's, yeah, the voice actor carries it, man. It's specifically, I mean, there's a lot of cool Bankais, but I know like specifically, like Ichigo's Bankai, the voice actor, the pause, the Bankai. Yeah, like, I even noticed he did it that way too in this episode. Dude, like, that shit is so hype. Like, it is so good, man. It's really cool. Uh, I also like this Black Gasuga Tensho that he casually did this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really just a lot of things. So, before we get out of here, I do want to say, because this is something that I was excited about before Bleach was completely back, but I just saw, like, the little teaser they released a while ago. 
the animation is literally anime movie level. It's good, man. It's it fucking is, good. It is anime movie level animation. There were scenes, especially in the beginning at nighttime, when they were in Karakura Town at nighttime. And I was looking at the way the hollows look now. And just like how I can see like certain parts are CG and stuff like that. I was like, holy shit, they, the budget is crazy. But in particular, it looks like an anime movie to me at certain parts. Like it just, yeah. Captain Commander's office, when they zoomed out and showed you how long it is and how his office doesn't have four walls. There's a side of it that just is open to the entire Soul Society. Yeah. It kind of overlooks Soul Society. The view of his that office. Man, man does not need security. He does not. That line is still so crazy. <laughs> The view of his office, though, it just gave me like, like those two thousands anime movie. It just looks so good. Yeah, it was beautiful. Princess uh, Mononoke, Mononoke, or like whatever that I forget what it's called, but like Princess Mononoke, Mononoke, Mononoke. Mo- Mononoke, you had it right. Yeah, Princess Mononoke. It gave me like that vibe when I first saw that. Like the view, yeah, yeah. like the beautifulness of the sky with the clouds in it. Those colors, mm-hmm. the pops of color, is very well done. The animation's amazing. Sound design again, amazing. Uh, hearing Ichigo's theme and all that stuff. Uh, the introductions to the characters over again. The comedy aspect of it, the shit talking, Bankai. It did everything that we know Bleach for in one episode in 22 minutes, and it was it was very well done. Yes. I'm already interested. I, I'm already excited. I had a lot of fun. I have one, and I don't know if you know the answer to this. Do we know? Is this just slated for one season? Do we? Is it uh, supposed it's to get going to be four seasons? Or okay. It might be. Five, five, it's like, five, I think it's five seasons. It's five seasons, I think. They're each 12 episodes, 12 times five being 60. I think that's okay. how it goes. And they're going to do a break in between. They're going to do a break in between. It's even four or five seasons. I just know this. In the middle, there's going to be a break. So the schedule's already out. In the middle, there's going to be okay. a break. So there's going to be a season every year, I think, or something like that. Or like every six months or yeah, something like that. But I hope it's every six months. Yeah, there's... I don't <laughs> I know there's gonna but with this animation that's the that's the one thing it's the same thing with video games yeah. because the animation's so high it takes y'all can so, give me every six months I y'all can, you can do and it it, and it might be it. I think it, I, I think it is gonna run something like that but whatever it is I might be getting the scheduling all fucking wrong so forgive me yeah, for spreading misinformation yeah. I just know that there's a blatant break halfway through and then they're gonna continue after a big period so maybe what it is Kenny is it's like 12 episodes short break 12 episodes then a major break, like a year or something, and then they'll do the, the second half. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm I'm excited to see it again. It's cool, man. It's it's going to be a good time. It's I already said this, but it's one of those things where, like, I'm not going to judge it as critically as I would judge other things because I already know, it's Bleach, I already know what it is, and it's really fun, and I'm really happy to see it back. It's just a good time. Yep. Really, really happy about this. This is, uh... I mean, I grew up on Bleach. I grew up on Bleach, Naruto, and then eventually I got into One Piece. But Bleach and Naruto are like the two. Before we get out of here, isn't there something about like a Naruto 20th anniversary anime or something happening? I didn't really look too much into that, but I saw that someone reanimated certain iconic scenes from Naruto. If I'm being completely honest, not all the scenes look that great. In particular, the one where Sasuke got his uh, Mangeku Sharingan did not look good to me like the original honestly just looked better um mm. but i don't think that the entire thing it was just like a little okay yeah i don't think the entire I thing yeah is i, I heard i just heard about it and then i heard about it again and i thought i heard somebody say like 
I don't know something, but yeah, I, I thought I heard stuff about it too. Um, until we get a hundred percent confirmation and we will know is kind of how you said, like when Beerus is o- like overcome by Goku, we will know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll know when Naruto gets an actual re-release reboot, reanimated, whatever for real, we will know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not going to sneak up on this us. podcast. will know. So the fact that like, we're not sure it's not big news yet. Like it's not, it's not that it's not given that yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bleach is great. My hero was great. Uh, and also Chainsaw Man was nice. So I enjoyed all three of the anime that I watched last night. I I genuinely liked all of them. And I was like, wow, I'm not used to switching between three different things like that and enjoying them all equally. But I honestly just felt like genuinely pleased with all of them. Yeah, I had a similar thing where it's like I also, you know, I don't watch like three different episodes of three different things. But I, I did kind of the same thing. Chainsaw Man, My Hero and Bleach. Yeah. And that's kind of why. And I did Bleach last I did it in the order we reviewed them today, Chainsaw, My Hero, Bleach. And um, that's, I think when I got the Bleach, I was, you know, just like, ah, you know, I'm just going to put it on and like the switching. But then, like, it didn't take long for me to like get back. I was like, oh shit, like, yeah. I'm fucking hype. It's pretty good. So, yeah, that wraps up this episode of the Abner Podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, if you are interested in supporting the podcast, please check out our Patreon. Uh, also, we release clips on YouTube. So those clips are taken from our Patreon exclusive episodes that are, you know, our Patreon has video versions of every episode. So like if you want to watch the podcast, if you are a guy who is visual like I am, I subscribe to other Patreons for podcasts that I listen to, like The Read, for example, for people who ask like, what podcast do you listen to? I listen to a podcast called The Read and I listen to another one called Sibling Rivalry. Um, I subscribe to them. I pay for them out of my own pocket and it's because they have video content that I just enjoy. I just enjoy seeing the people talking. So if you're a person who's like me and you're interested in that, we do have that available on our Patreon. And those clips that are going on YouTube, they're like 10 minute excerpts from those video versions of the podcast. So if you like that type of mm-hmm. thing, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, it helps, you know, just in general to grow the podcast. Like we're just trying to grow in general. So like liking, yeah. subscribing, all of those, you know, all the general stuff that people always shill and stuff like, you know, like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Like, do all of those things to help us out if you want to. If you don't, that's also fine. You just being here, and if you're hearing me say this right now, that is enough. But uh, if you want to go that extra mile, if you're like, I really fuck with you guys, I really like what you're doing. Also, we take your feedback seriously. So when people say, like, hey, you know, can you talk about this? Or, like, you ask us questions. Or if you want to submit a listener letter to Podcast at gmail.com, all of that stuff matters. And we, those are episodes that we actually do. Like we talk about people's listener letters on the podcast. So if you are interested in that type of thing, uh, we got Patreon, we got YouTube, there's a link tree. There's plenty of ways that you can just like help us grow and support us. Just because we have a link tree doesn't mean we have an only fans. All right. (laughs) I know that is the primary use for a link tree, but yes, we do not have an only fans yet, but eventually the Amir podcast will have a feet, a feet, not feet, a feet only, only (laughs) fans coming. Uh, but yeah, so as I always say, guys, do the things that make you happy, including watching the final arc of anime that stopped 10 years ago and mm-hmm. starting new anime like Chainsaw Man and picking up on things that are already just good and continue to be good, like My Hero Academia. That's right. Bon Kai. Bon Kai. Bon Kai.